This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Monday, April 27th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy says he w- will unveil his plan to reopening the state during a briefing on Monday. Our COVID-19 response has been guided by the simple truth that public health creates economic health. The road back will be driven by data, science, and common sense, Murphy said in a tweet on Sunday night. More details on the plan will be announced during the 12 p.m. briefing. The governor stated this weekend he believes the state is several weeks away from taking the first steps to reopen following the coronavirus outbreak. Governor Murphy said on Meet the Press on Sunday that fatalities associated with the virus continue to be significant each and every day. He said the positive test curve has flattened and hospitalizations, intensive care, and ventilator use have started to come down. Those are good signs, but we are nowhere out of the woods yet, he said. The state health department posted information Sunday that 5,938 deaths are now associated with the virus, while the total number of cases has topped 109,000. Governor Murphy observed Saturday that the lives lost now total more than the to- uh, more than the toll in New Jersey from World War One, the Korean War, and the Vietnam War combined. When the coronavirus outbreak began, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention listed cough, uh, shortness of breath, and a fever as possible symptoms of the newly discovered virus. Now the organization is adding six new possible symptoms to its list, including headaches, chills, and loss of taste or smell. Uh, Those possible symptoms added Sunday are chills, repeated shaking with chills, muscle pain, headache, sore throat, and a new loss of taste or smell. The CDC continues to warn that these symptoms can appear any time between 2 to 14 days after expo- exposure to the virus. That should comfort the hypochondriacs. Yeah, right. right. yeah, man. You know what? When, right before all this hit, the, the week before I had gotten the, the influenza B, yeah. and it came with it a, a headache, a, a headache that stuck around for days. I remember and that. I had never had that uh, that particular symptom with flu before. It had always been the, the chills, fever, uh, body aches, and yeah. things along those lines. You got I, it right from the beginning. Yeah. Well, no, the headache came like a couple of days later. First, it, it started off as sneezing, coughing. Right. Uh, then I got the chills. And then that headache settled in, and it went for days. And I was just like, this is... And it wasn't a migraine. You can tell the difference between a regular yeah. headache. This was a different kind of headache. You especially. Yeah. Um, and it was... I was just like, that's really weird. And I kept telling Dr. Mike about it. He's like, yeah, that's, you know, it's, it's, well, were it's you one of the symptoms. Like, could it... Do you think it could have been Well, this? no, I was tested positive for influenza B, so I definitely oh, right. had that. So the, the likelihood of me having corona and... Or COVID-19 right, right. and influenza B... You're just not that lucky. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> Probably pretty damn slim. It, I, and... um I didn't have really bad respiratory issues or didn't feel that way anyhow, right. but it, it knocked me. It was terrible. I felt horrible. The delineation is apparently that you you get those headaches when you get them in this. You get them right from the beginning. Okay. And I think you got the, I get that same sort of headache. I don't, I really don't get the flu all that. I haven't had the flu in forever, but uh, when you, I think when you, when you start to get depleted, when your electrolytes drop and all that sort of stuff, yeah. I think that's when you start to get, that's when I would get a headache traditionally. Right. So you were a couple of days into it. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know what, this, this new list, so um, a friend of mine, I think I told you about this, but we were, like, she had been in New York for work um, before the shutdown, you know, went into place and I had asked her one day if she wanted to have a drink and, and she said no, I'm just, I'm not feeling it. I'm like, really? And she had a headache. She goes, I just have a sore throat. I don't know. I, you know, I'm just not feeling good. And it was nothing major 
teenagers. She said she still like was getting up, able to take the kids to school. It wasn't anything that debilitated her and put her in bed. But sure enough, she had the, the loss of taste or smell. And it was before oh. that was even listed or even talked about as some of the symptoms. So we're pretty sure she was never tested, but like we're pretty sure she had it. And she really just thought she just didn't feel good for a few days. Well, you know what, Kathy? So uh, the experts are saying that obviously they, they believe ex- that there's an exponentially greater number of people who have already had it and had situations like that. So you say, oh, that that's terrifying. Oh, that sounds terrifying. But in another way, it actually drops the, 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 the death rate of this. So, but I, I was telling Preston last week, my uh, sister-in-law and her family, most everyone in the family had it. Oh, wow. And it went through in, in different levels. So uh, most of the uh, the people who had it had it as basically a flu. My brother-in-law had just kind of like a day and a half, but he did lose his sense of taste. Wow. And that was the only glaring thing that he experienced. And my sister-in-law was a little bit worse. She was about a week and a half, you know, in, in mm-hmm. bed and, and, you know, having a, a like a bad sort of flu situation. So look at that, like all the same family. Both all in the like same family. Three different extremes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's wild. It's crazy. With millions of people now infected worldwide, researchers have started to observe that COVID-19 has the potential to attack the entire body, not just the respiratory system. It's unclear why the CDC added these symptoms now. Uh, but one study <laughs> actually suggests that fever, previously thought of as the telltale sign of the infection, may not be as prevalent in COVID-19 positive patients as they previously thought. And they're also saying, Kathy, that one of the warning signs is a general sense of well-being. Oh, yeah, so wow. that could be... <laughs> well, nobody's yeah. got that right yeah. now. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. A general sense of well-being or health or uh, a craving for banana bread. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, that also is a sign. Mm. The Thunderbirds and the U.S. Navy Flight Demonstration Squadron, the Blue Angels, will honor those on the front line of the COVID-19 pandemic with a formation flight over Philadelphia. The salute from the Air Force and Navy is in honor of healthcare workers, first responders, military, and other essential personnel while standing in solidarity with all Americans during this crisis. The flyover will begin Tuesday at 2 p.m. and last about 20 minutes. We are truly... Truly excited to take the skies of our Navy counterparts for a nationwide tribute to the men and women keeping our communities safe, uh, said U.S. Air Force Lieutenant Colonel John Caldwell, Thunderbird 1 and mission commander for the flyover. We hope to give Americans a touching display of American resolve that honors those serving on the front line of our flight with COVID-19. So so both demo teams will be in our area, Kathy? Yes. So the formation um, flights will happen over New York City. Uh, They'll then travel down to Newark, uh, Trenton and then come to Philadelphia. That's pretty awesome. I, I wonder if they'll do two separate formations or not. Because Or have, join in together? Yeah, that'd be pretty amazing. If they did, they could spell out No Sad Bro. They, oh, yeah, oh man. Fly so over was, the classic No Sad Bro formation. I think there was, I, I want to say it was the Thunderbirds on their um, Instagram page. They posted a video, um, and it looks like it may have been some sort of uh, practice for this. So That's uh, awesome. I'll I don't know if the Blue Angels were in that video or not, but there was something posted on their Instagram page that somebody told me yesterday. Do you know what's cool is that you said in the weather tomorrow is supposed to be pretty good. Where yeah, today, that's today why it would not be. Tuesday. It's saying yeah. partly cloudy, so that's that's great yeah. because all you need are clouds and it ruins it. And you you yeah. can't see it, so that's but fantastic. So, so far, so I saw a timeline of you you know the time as to when it's starting in New York and uh, when it'll be here in Philadelphia. We're we're the last of it, so it should be around two o'clock. But uh, there's this is what the report says, which I got off of six ABC. It says residents will be able to see the flyover from the safety of their own home. All social distancing guidelines remain in effect. So. 
I still don't know what that means. Like, I, I would drive somewhere uh, and yeah. stay in the car to watch it if I can't see it, it from means, Hawkins. No, they're saying you the distance you have to maintain from the jets as they pass overhead. Uh, so <laughs> make sure it's more than six feet. I would imagine they'll zigzag, but I don't know how they're going to make where, it possible yeah. for everybody to see. So, we'll so just maybe we'll get a little out. more information before no, tomorrow. No matter what. Even if you just hear it, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. So if they're going over Philadelphia, like, will we? would we be able to hear it where we are? Yeah. Well, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Because okay. I, I clearly remember when they were doing it, as a, we talked about last week, when they were doing the flyover at the link um, in Mount Airy, they were they were flying over. And just even in the distance, when they actually flew over the link, I could hear it. Yeah. yeah and like, like I said last week, my brother saw them in uh, Denver the weekend before. And, uh, Kathy, they released a map as to where they were approximately going to go. This was the Thunderbirds, not the uh, Thunderbirds uh-huh. and the Blue Angels. It was just the Thunderbirds. But you got a pretty good idea as to where they were going to be, when they were going to be. Awesome. And he just went out his front door and got to see him. And, Steve, he was, I don't know, five miles away, and you could hear them plain as day. Now, Nick, with your brother, I know that they're planning to do it here. Did they drop Tootsie Pops from the planes as they passed over? Or- yeah. Yeah, 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 and they yelled out, these are for you, John. These are for everyone because you're awesome. <laughs> it looks like we're looking at video. It looks like two separate formations. That's okay. awesome. Love it. Yeah, I love it. All right, let's do sports this morning. These all sacks are yummy. All Following the NFL draft, receiver Marquise Goodwin has agreed to restructure his contract after a trade to the Eagles. Goodwin will sign a one-year $1.35 million deal and has a chance to earn $1 million in incentives. He was scheduled to make nearly $4 million in base salary in 2020 on a deal with the 49ers. He played nine games last season. 12 catches for 186 yards and a touchdown, but finished the year on the injured reserve. Over the past three seasons, Goodwin appeared in 36 games with the 49ers, catching 91 passes for 1,543 yards and seven touchdowns. Former NFL quarterback Jay Cutler and reality TV star Kristen Cavallari are getting divorced after a decade together. Both Cavallari and Cutler made the exact same announcement on their Instagram pages, writing, With great sadness, after 10 years together, we have come to a loving conclusion to get a divorce. We have nothing but love and respect for one another and are deeply grateful for the years shared, memories made, and the children we are so proud of. Wow, there really are no sports right now, are there? (laughs) This is in the sports report. Cutler played in the NFL for 12 seasons, including eight with the Chicago Bears and three with the Denver Broncos. Cavallari continues to star in her own reality TV show, Very Cavallari, and run her successful Uncommon James brand. Well, ESPN ESPN presence can be covering her dating draft. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. <laughs> And Sixers guard Josh Richardson is helping to provide 500,000 meals to families in need during the coronavirus pandemic. The donation is in partnership with Lineage Logistics and will support the efforts of Phil Abundance. Joel Embiid, Al Hartford, and Shake Milton also made donations while Ben Simmons launched the Philly Pledge, which encourages Philadelphians to give to Phil Abundance and the COVID-19 fund. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kat. What? Nothing about the NFL draft in there. Oh, okay. Uh, well, we're the moving on. Because we, what's that? The first one, Marquise Goodwin. That was a trade. But anyway, all right, sorry. I was expecting something about Jalen Hurt. Preston, go on. Well, we'll... we have case yes. He feels I didn't expand enough on that Iraqi story. Uh, sorry about that. Sorry to all the people in Philadelphia who are expecting a little bit more about that attack on that munitions dump. I just, I, I heard an audible, ah! <laughs> in, in, in the background, I'm like, okay, what? I was expecting, uh, like, the Jalen 
Sorry, the Eagles made like a ponderous pick on Friday night that was like the talk of the weekend, and uh, I just expected that. Oh, man, I love ponderous picks. Ponderous, man. Ponderous. Ponderous, man. (laughs) That ponderous pick uh, from the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, so welcome to Monday. Uh, We have a new Word of the Week prize. We have another case of vodka to give away. Ho-ho! Not only that, 12 bottles of hand sanitizer and $150 to stateside vodka bar. I think that was a popular Word of the Week prize a couple of weeks ago, so we'll give that away. Uh, listen up for the uh, the, the letter that comes at the end of the show. Uh, we have several things taking place. We're returning to MMR's Rock Refund, so we have $500 twice today, your opportunity, just in the morning show alone. Uh, then later on, we do it seven times total, so get yourself set for that. Uh, we are also going to have the much-awaited results. Thank you for voting over the weekend. Isolation Idol. And who is it going to be? And we're going to reveal the uh, the winner Around the time that we did the contest each day, so yeah. we'll do it around 8.15. Seems right. So. Yeah. Uh, but we'll have the details, but there were uh, eight finalists. We had uh, David St. James, uh, Giovanna, Kira, John, uh, Audra, Phil, Michael, and Nicole. So we're going to find out who ends up winning at about 8.15. I have I no clue. Even know. I, I have even, no clue. I haven't looked at the results yet. No. Uh, so I want you to announce them, and that'll be the first second I find out. We will uh, we'll get that uh, information out to you in the very near future, so make sure you stay with us. And we also have, guest-wise, Murr on the program, Impractical Jokers. Uh, so we have uh, James Murray uh, on around 9 o'clock, and he's uh, talking about, obviously, the uh, Impractical Jokers movie is now out on demand. He's got a book out, too. Yeah, so. yeah. Dude, he's got a ton of things going on right now. Murr's great, so we will uh, spend some time with him. And uh, we have a very cool thing that we're going to announce. We'll probably get to it uh, after we do the entertainment uh, break, the entertainment uh, news. Uh, that uh, is a way to help uh, support and highlight some of the uh, frontline responders. That's what it's about. Frontline yeah. heroes, I should call right. them. Right. Uh, like, like us. Y- you know, like <laughs> us. Uh, no, actually, because I don't know about you guys, but I get emails every day. Yes. Like people wanting to do shard outs and mentions of uh, some, you know, uh, people in in their lives that are that are working really really hard and and some of them putting uh, you know their their safety at risk and and so on. So we got a little little token uh, that we're going to do and maybe we can help you out with that. I love it. So we'll get to that later on this morning uh, in the seven o'clock hour. All right, these things and more are taking place. Let's break. Come back in a second. We'll do a stupid question and uh, roll out those entertainment stories. Stay with us. We'll return shortly. Like what you hear. You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. Steven Singer is giving a portion of all Rose's soul to support local restaurants by catering meals for essential health care workers. I hate Stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Lidl. All right, uh, we're going to do the stupid question, and we're going to give away a digital download of Arrow, the eighth and final season. Oh, so the question that I have for you this morning comes from courtesy of uh, former intern Johnny Howard. Huh? Uh, he sent this over. It's a great question. What is the name of the Chinese club Indiana Jones escapes from at the beginning of Temple of Doom? Yeah. Two one five two six three WMMR. It's a great scene. It's written out front. What is the name of the Chinese club that Indiana Jones escapes from at the beginning of the Temple of Doom? 215-263-WMMR. Call now if you know the answer. Let's see. I'll go through some birthdays while we're waiting that for that call. Uh, Patrick Stump, who is the front man for Fallout Boy, celebrates his 36th birthday today. So he's the main vocalist? Uh, he's the head dude. Yep. Exactly. Solid band. I do like this song a lot. Uh, so 36 
years old today. We also have a birthday in the world of the band Kiss. It is Ace Frehley's birthday uh-huh. today. Uh, and just for fun, I went uh, <laughs> pulled up a video because he, Ace has this really shrill laugh. Yeah. And, yeah, so I just for the, the hell of it, I went in and I typed in Ace Freely Laugh. And, of course, somebody had a compilation of Ace Freely Laughs. Do we have it? Oh, no, no. Oh, I we just gotta got to get that. Uh, Marissa, if you, if you don't mind looking that up, it's it's a really high-pitched laugh. And you I never could, knew that. You could tell, and when they would sit down at interviews, <laughs> and he would start laughing, that you could just look at Gene, and Gene hated it. It's ear-splitting, it's Be- annoying, and it frightens my chickens. Well, because... <laughs> Because Gene is so, you know, dark mm. and serious right. and all that. And then Ace would be laughing his ass off. You and cackle you could like just, a pussy. Totally. You could see that, like, something like that was going through his mind. Go to your room. Uh, do we have something? No, nah, something different, oh, though. This, was, this is an, an older Ace when he sp- spoke to us about a stage show and some of the props that would be on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be a full-blown show sure. with a, a goddamn spaceship on stage. Who knows? He was a really good interview. I, I know there's been contention and stuff over the years of the band, but that was a fun interview, and you got a sense of the guy, yeah. you know. But yeah. like he, all right. So Kiss, for all intents and purposes, they're they're a tough band, right? They're well, like, yes, they're, they were positioned fire and rock and roll, and then yeah. like whatever sort of lamp he has. <laughs> Uh, you'll have to hear it to, yeah. to appreciate it. So hopefully we'll we'll get some audio for you in a little oh, bit. Oh, Marissa's got it. Oh my God, she's right. so fast. Right, it's gonna it. it's gonna be a minute. Uh, I'll go through no. a couple other okay. birthdays while we're waiting for. By the way, he's sixty nine years old today. Wow, Ace Freely, uh, Kate Pearson of the B fifty twos. So I've told you that uh, every week uh, a guilty pleasure of mine is uh, I, I listen to both the Deadbeat Club and uh, Rome and awesome. uh, and a, a number of other great B fifty two songs. They're harmonizing. Is sensational. Yeah, she's pretty awesome too, man. Great vocalist. She's celebrating her seventy second birthday today. I've seen them in concert a couple of times. They're great. Yeah, uh, Sheena Easton. Oh, the singer. My baby takes the morning train. And I just did a Wikipedia like a search on her because uh, for your eyes only was on the James Bond movie. She sings the theme song. Okay, and um, and yeah, she was she was kind of big for a while. Yeah, yeah. And Prince wrote that song Sugar Walls for her. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and what was um. What was the duet they did? Oh, you've got the look. You've, you've got, got the look. look. You sure enough do be looking in my book. Don't That's know the, the lyrics. Won't pretend. Your body's jamming. All right. Your, your face is slamming. Your body's hip with jamming. Let's get the look. Let's get to ramming. you got the look. You've got the look. Uh, gorgeous too. She's yeah, a, uh, Scottish. I Scot- love that That's accent. That's right. Oh, she's 60- my baby takes the morning train. Sixty-one today. Uh, William Mosley, the who played Peter in the Chronicles of Narnia, <laughs> uh, which I still never saw. Uh, I uh, I watched all the movies. It was good. Okay, it wasn't great. It's not something I need to repeat. Uh, sh- uh, he is thirty three today. Um, famous session drummer, ge- a gentleman by the name of Jim Keltner, who has played on. He's one of those guys, Steve. It's played on everything. He played with. Dylan with the he was he played with all of the the Beatles except for Paul I think uh, in their solo careers he was the drummer for the Traveling Wilburys ah uh, Dreamweaver he's the drummer on that ah very cool I mean session after session after he's what's considered is a musical drummer he doesn't like do crazy flashy wild right. stuff but he plays exactly what your song calls for and he's one of the all time greats he's seventy eight today and on a personal note 
I would like to wish one of the most beautiful human beings in the world a birthday from yesterday, my daughter Caroline. Oh, yeah. Turned 13 yesterday. Caroline. 13, dude. 13. She's a teenager, Preston. Yes. And you're off and running. I have all teenagers in the house. No more kids. All right. Oh, yeah, all no teenagers sad, bro. in the house. No sad, bro. Um, all right. Let's see if you can write out the teen years. And still uh, keep everything on an even keel. I know that's tumultuous. Funny thing is, she's 13. She's taller than Casey. Yeah. Unbelievable. It doesn't take much. It really doesn't. <laughs> wow. Uh, she is, she is honestly, seeing her hang out with you and the family and everything, She and she's a, she's a sweet girl. She's yeah. precious. Um, how was it uh, for her 13th birthday being under isolation? Low key, uh, yeah. but it would have been. horns on? It would have been uh, low key anyway because, uh, you know, she's just, that's who she is now. Yeah. Uh, so the big party thing wouldn't have happened. But uh, what were you going to say, Kathy? No, I was just going to say she is very sweet. Case, how old is Casey? Uh, 14. And, and she's really sweet, too, but I, I just, I, I fear for both of you because there is a day when the sweetness goes away for a little while. It does come back, but, like, I've... for how sweet they are and how, like, how you guys talk about them and how much you love them, there is, is going to be a period where right, it's the inevitable, right? is, like, Periods are right the word there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, she, uh, I've seen glimpses, Kathy, so yeah. every now and then there's a little flash of, of uh, uh-oh, this ain't going to last forever. Uh, so yeah, but just know that it's just it's just a phase and it goes I away. So. I hope so. It oh does. God, please. All right, but I love her. Happy I'm birthday. proof of it. All right, so <laughs> let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question, and it is: What is the name of the Chinese club that Indiana Jones escapes from at the beginning of Temple of Doom? Two one five two six three W M M R. And I will go to Jeremy for the answer. Hey, Jeremy, how you doing? Hey, what's up, guys? Yo, bud. So what's the name of that club in Temple of Doom? Uh, club Obi-Wan. You got it. Yeah. Club Obi-Wan. Uh, hang on, Jeremy. Got your info. We're going to get it, actually. And we're going to give you a digital download of Arrow, the eighth and final season, Heroes Fall and Legends Rise. You can see how an epic story of uh, Oliver Queen and the Arrowverse concludes in Arrow, the eighth and final season, available tomorrow. Uh, on uh, Blu-ray and DVD as well. Here's uh, a little clip of uh, Ace's laugh. Tell me about it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you love it, but I like that. We are? (laughs) (laughs) He's got that one of those Uh grills. Tell me about it. Loud. (laughs) We are? (laughs) 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 You guys. It's like, it's almost Joker esque. Yeah, yes. It's one of those. Yeah. There was uh, somebody that could have been in my life for a long time. He was the boyfriend of somebody. Uh, I don't want to say who it was. But All right. Man, well, now we, have, we have a hold on it. He was the boyfriend of somebody that I'm related to. All right. That he, man, especially when he drank, he would say things and then he would. <laughs> oh, God. And I'm like, oh, no. This is going to be a part of my life forever. <laughs> though though uh, we uh, think the world of him, Josh Wolf has a laugh like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, he, he laughs he does at everything really, he yeah. says. He's yeah. got a loud laugh. You're right. And sometimes it can just drive you up yeah. the damn wall. <laughs> All right. I have some entertainment stories. Let's get into it. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's battle with the British tabloids is on a procedural hearing in Meghan's case against the male, the, uh, the tabloid on Sunday. 
uh, was held Friday, and it was filled with bombshells. Uh, Megan is suing the male for publishing parts of a letter she wrote to her estranged father, Thomas, in August 2018, three months after he made a last-minute decision not to walk her down the aisle at her wedding. Right. In the pre-trial hearing, Megan's lawyer said that she was deeply shocked and upset by the newspaper's reporting, which intended to portray her in a false and damaging light and accused the publication of harassing her father. Her lawyer was uh, Marty Singer president. Oh, wow. No kidding. (laughs) Uh, I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, <laughs> Megan and Harry listened into the hearing virtually from L.A., uh, dialing in at 4 a.m. their time, according yeah. to reports. Uh, Megan has claimed that uh, her letter to Thomas was taken out of context and uh, to purposely mislead readers, which uh, Associated Newspapers, which is the male's parent company, vehemently denies. She feels strongly uh, the Duchess is willing to testify, her lawyer reportedly said in court. Uh, the defendant uh, wants to cross-examine her as to... Whether that belief is reasonable or not, and they can do that, a lawyer reportedly said. Uh, Megan's team argued in court that the report caused a severe rift in her relationship with her father. They claimed the paper was responsible for harassing Thomas in the first place and exposing him to the world as a royal scammer after publicizing that he had set up the paparazzi photographs. After the alleged scam was revealed, Thomas allegedly had a heart attack and demurred from walking her down the aisle. So there was something to come out uh, suggesting that there was a lot more that uh, what she's saying in her case that would have painted it in a much more acceptable picture that they were not as confrontational. They were right. trying to work with him and none of that made it to press. Correct. Right. 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 Yeah. We had played. Uh, we had uh, read, read excerpts of that yeah. last week. So it, it kind of indicated that. Yeah. Lawyers from the paper, meanwhile, uh, argued that Megan hasn't spoken to Thomas and that accusing the male of causing the rift was curious. Uh, the judge will make a decision next week. She is seeking damages for uh, misuse of private information, copyright infringement, and breach of the Data Protection Act. He's trying to mend fences. He sent her a potato gun, uh, you know, that he made with her initials on it. I mean, who doesn't like to shoot those things? They are awesome. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> at, at a Frogmore Cottage. <laughs> what is this? It's made of PVC paper. There seems to be a, a spud in it. <laughs> All right. uh, unprecedented times have created unprecedented hilarity on the pages of everyone's favorite tabloid mags. The latest example of celebrities behaving oddly amid pandemic conditions. Ben Affleck. Smoking a cigarette while wearing his face mask. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. I've not seen this yet. Awesome. Dude, it's great. Is it great? Yes. Yeah, All right. It's the kind of thing Batman can pull off. So photos have emerged of the actor strolling with his girlfriend, Ana de Armas, in L.A. with the mask covering his nose but not his mouth, puffing a weapon, unwittingly turned himself into a meme. In 2016, there was Sad Affleck or Sad Fleck. Uh, that went viral following his split from Jennifer Garner and a rough press tour for Batman v Superman. Then came his infamous back tattoo and multiple oh, yeah. episodes. Yeah, remember Which that? he the denied. Phoenix. Yeah, he denied, and there was a full picture, a clear picture of it. Uh, and multiple episodes of existential angst as he struggled with alcohol addiction. Fans on Twitter welcomed the latest shot. One wrote, finally, another photo to add to the Ben Affleck smoking through the pain of, ex- of existence canon. Uh, the good news for Ben is his relationship with Armas seems to be thriving. Well, why wouldn't it be? Yep. After uh, just a few months of dating, the pair are quarantined together. According to Page Six, that wasn't originally in the cards. You know what, Preston, though? It's funny because I think, Casey, we talked about this. Anybody who's gone through, as my brother has, my brother did not smoke before he went through uh, AA and did yeah. the whole thing and came out smoking. And so what happens is a lot of times 
it shifts a little bit to that. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, if you're brought to a point where uh, you, you're chemically dependent on something, yeah. you're, you're filling a hole. There, there, there's a gap. There's a right. void there, right? And, like, you don't know how to, like, um, fill it in a healthy way. So, like, when, when I got sober, I had I had been nicotine-free for over a half a year at that point. Right. So you're, you were... And you then, were I got, then I got sober, and then, like, a month later, I'm like, I need something besides caffeine. That, you know what I mean? And... Uh, so I started smoking again. You replaced it out, yeah. Uh, yeah. I love this picture. I really... Like, <laughs> looking at Ben with the mask on just his nose and the cigarette hanging out of his mouth. It seems counterproductive. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. great. <laughs> all right. It's all, all variations on the Bane oh, mask. Just take it off altogether. Yeah. Like, I don't even understand. It, especially if you're outside away from everyone else. Yeah, you yeah. don't have to. The thing that I, you know, I, I guess maybe for some people it's difficult to get it on and off. But I'll see. When I get in the car, I take the mask off. Yeah. You know, and uh, some people are driving around with, it with on. a mask on. Yeah, they might be kind of a pain in the ass for them. Do you knows? have a story yeah. coming? You might have a story yeah. coming up pertaining to that. Did you see in the uh, no in the... a celebrity story? No, no. Someone was driving with their N95 mask on, and Kathy, you you and mentioned this last week. Death? They started to no. pass out for lack of oxygen and drove into a tree. Oh, idiot! I can't take that <laughs> N95. It, it's like there's no air in there. It, it, yeah. it, it, you you have. At the end of all this, we'll have an astounding uh, reappreciation for nurses and yes. doctors yes. who wear those things and have to work in those things. Yep. I saw a guy swore to I, I, I thought he was Hydra. I, I, he had this. He was in a big old black Tahoe yeah. and he had the mask on, and I'm like, oh my god, like. He's going to assassinate somebody right now. <laughs> well, it, I'll tell you what. That's going to be the new fashion thing. What does your mask look like? And I, I, I'm, I'm looking at some masks myself. Speaking of fashion, in his new memoir, The Chiffon Trenches, Andre Leon Talley, who is a uh, former editor for Vogue magazine, who wear these big, outrageous outfits he's, and he's stuff. He's a, a big guy to begin with. Yeah. yeah. He, he opened up about his years working at Vogue and his... Uh, toxic relationship with Anna, Anna Wintour. Uh, Telly said that he suffered huge emotional and psychological scars after working with her for decades. He admitted that the fashion maven is simply not capable of simple human kindness and that she's immune to anyone other than the powerful and famous people who populate the pages of Vogue. Yeah. And uh, Tally also revealed that uh, their relationship went bad in 2016 after he realized that he was being pushed out of the company. We already knew, you know, you know her story. Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, exactly. It's supposed to be her. Yeah. And uh, and apparently he, he felt he had uh, fallen off the cool list yes. when he started to pack on weight, right? Yeah, Tally said that he you started piece of sh- <laughs> hosting a Vogue podcast and interviewed celebrity guests. He had a problem with only being paid $500 per episode for the successful podcast, and then it was gone. Uh, they also stopped him from doing red carpet interviews at the Met Gala, telling him that it was beneath him. The 70-year-old wrote in his book, This was clearly a stone-cold business decision. I had suddenly become too old, too overweight, too uncool, I imagine, for Anna Wintour, uh, with decades of loyalty and friendship. He continued, Anna should have had the decency and kindness to call me or send me an email saying, Andre, I think we have had a wonderful run with your interviews, but we're going to try something new. I would have accepted that. I understand. Nothing lasts forever. Simple human kindness. No, she's not capable. That's your nut sack. I I don't know who the F this guy is either, but I assume he was probably frigid and cold to people too, right? I don't know. So am I supposed to feel bad for this guy? Oh, I know. Listen, you take... You have Why? to. I would use the context of we all know the the reputation of Anna Wintour, right? So it would be likely to. You know, I've seen this guy and I've seen reaction to this guy. Yeah, and he apparently is a much more uh, amiable person. Is he? Okay. I don't know the fashion industry. All I know is that yeah. he's he's celebrated, but we do know 
anecdotally that Anna Wintour is supposed to be yeah. very difficult to work with. Yeah, I don't but think if you, you want to hate assume... him, Casey, go right ahead. I'm yeah. not hating him. I just don't know anything about him. I'm looking at a picture of him in here, and they're like twins. They're Again, it's a picture, and, and you know, but they do say a picture is worth a thousand words. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you can assume that he's like her because he works for her. Hmm. Uh, he said uh, she has mercilessly made her best friends people who are the highest in their chosen field. Serena Williams, Roger Federer. Mr. and Mrs. George Clooney are to her friends. I am no longer of Mr. value. T. I am no longer of value to her. Imagine her <laughs> hanging out with Mr. T. Uh, I, I bet you pity the fool, right? <laughs> uh, he. Um, so again, and they make the case in the movie "The Devil Wears Prada," which is a guilty pleasure for us, uh, is that well, this is the devil you know. So if this, if you're going to go work there, mm-hmm. this is what you should anticipate. If you don't want to put up with that, don't go work there. Yeah, but you know what? There's nothing wrong with being a nice person. Oh, it's yeah, absolutely the case. On, but not everyone is. On what he would like from uh, Anna now, he said, uh, Today I would love her to say something human and sincere to me. I have huge emotional psychological scars from my relationship with this towering and influential woman. I wonder when she goes home at night, is she miserable? Does she feel alone? Uh, his book is set for release in September. Uh, American Idol, they had the top 20 last night. We normally don't report on American Idol, but we now care because we've got uh, mm-hmm. we got a local horse in the race, and yeah. he's a really nice guy. His name is Louis Knight, or Louis Knight. This this guy should, um, should win. He's got everything you need to be an American Idol. And so he performed last night. Each of the 20 were allowed three opportunities to perform their chosen song, and then... Production took the audio from the second take for all 20 artists, but the camera passes were from all three of the performances. So that's how they worked it out. They had to, they gave them three chances. So they couldn't just sit there and record it over and over and over until they got a take that they liked. They were allowed to do it three times, took the audio from the second one, then used the video uh, from all three performances to make it look slick and 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 cool. And to make it the most fair. So I assume that while they were recording, they were uh, obviously monitoring these sessions to validate. Yeah. I gotta they, imagine that they were watching live right, while right. it was taking place because it, after all, it is a competition. It you know? is. So, so I wonder if that adds. We'll have to talk to him at some point if that added an extra level of nervousness. You know, the contestants were at their own homes. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. Everyone yeah. was. And Kath, it was. It was interesting. I'll tell you what. I, I enjoyed watching just because. You know, listen. Everybody comes from from different backgrounds, right? So some people chose to perform outside. Some did inside. This guy Louis did his in his in doorway uh, in his bedroom. Uh, some did it in the one girl did it in her garage. There was another girl who did it in her living room. I don't know if she was in an apartment or not, but like there was a whole bunch of stuff that was like shoved under a table. And my wife and I are like, why wouldn't you just go put C- that clean that up? Get, put it in another room. You know what I mean? Um, and she's like, well, what if they live in a time? I'm like, throw it in a bathtub. Bitch! <laughs> but honestly. Bitch! Throw it, I wish throw it I, in the bathroom! Okay, die! I, I, wish oh! I, was watching. Yes. I wish I was watching this. My friend and I, we have this. If somebody sends like a group picture out, her and I have like a side text. And she's like, why is their counter so messy? Put some, put that away. Honest to God. So if you at any point in your day text with Kathy, know that she's talking about you <laughs> with someone else. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. If, if you have a messy house, yeah. Anytime <laughs> I post a picture or something that is in my house, my wife has to approve it first. Like she's like, what's on the counters? What's in the background? Blah blah blah. Yeah. So I so as a result, I automatically look at what's going on here. Yeah, I had uh, I posted <laughs> Carter doing this thing in in our a video, and and somebody was like, I can't help but notice all the clutter on your 
on your shelves and stuff. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't give a rat's ass. I don't care. That. I posted a video. Yeah, the, 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 the kind of people that would would look at the Zapruder film and go, "Oh, the tires on that limo are low. <laughs> They're low. Yeah. <laughs> but somebody would notice that. Like, yeah, bro. Put some air in your tires. Yeah, yeah bro. <laughs> oh, and that guy's head just lifted off. Yeah. <laughs> Kathy. That part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was uh, there's a that guy, guy really that sneeze on that guy. There's a guy uh, JJ Watt plays in the NFL, <laughs> and he had commented on Twitter, and it blew up because you know the NFL draft was this weekend, and all the uh, players were at their homes at home. Yeah, and he was like, dude. If this happened when I got drafted in the NFL, my mom would have us cleaning the house for three yeah. weeks prior to everything. Yeah, I'm seriously. like, yeah, I understand. I totally understand that. Yep. All right, so anyhow, uh, the voting, now they're going to knock 10 off for American Idol, and uh, you can vote till 9 a.m. Till 9 a.m. I believe so. Yes. Vote for Louie. Yes. He's a really nice kid, man. Really talented singer, too. There was a story last week of him going and, and this pizza place. They dropped off a whole bunch of pizzas to a children's hospital. Yeah, so, yeah. I, just a good, a good guy. There's three different ways you can vote, and you can vote up to 10 times each uh, on each of those platforms. So if you texted uh, to, the, there's a text number, 21523. You got text number five to, if you go to my social media, <laughs> you can, you can figure, but you can, right. you can, you can do it there. You can do it on the app and you can do it on the website. You could basically give him 30 votes if you did that right now. Excellent. All right. Uh, wow. I have a lot of stuff to get to here. So I'm going to kind of skip a little bit, but uh, Timothy Chalamet and Timothy Chalamet and Lily Rose Depp have broken up. I'm after, not happy to hear this. After more than a year together. Uh, they first went public in October 2018 when they shared a dramatic kiss in the rain per the paparazzi who captured it. Before that, they had been spotted on a date at Blue Ribbon Fried Chicken. Ooh, that's romantic. In, in the East Village. My hands are so greasy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Timothy Chalamet is uh, the heartthrob du jour. Yeah. He has a, a bizarrely, I don't know, he appeals to just about everyone in some way. And uh, people are freaking out about it. The new, Nick, did you guys, uh, Casey, did you see the new... Addition to SNL does a spot on yes. Timothy Chalamet impression. A female, I don't. Yeah. Uh, what, Abby something. Abby. She, oh, she's good. She's, she's really, really good. Yeah. She and, does really good impressions, but I didn't know she did Timothy she Chalamet. Did Timothy Chalamet, and it's excellent. Uh, so those two had been together for about a year or so, and uh, yeah, British Vogue got uh, Chalamet on the record. Identifying him officially as single in an article about his role in Dune, and I'm looking up who he's going to play in Dune. Oh, Paul Trey, he's playing yes, Paul, he's main character, lead, yeah, yeah. and he'll be good. Uh, yeah, he should be good. And uh, he, Chalamet, also has been linked to Madonna's daughter Lourdes previously. Lourdes. So. <laughs> <laughs> we will see. We will see. Uh, Lord. Less than a year after getting married, Chris Pratt. Ooh. Oh, oh, oh no. Knocked over my coffee mug. <laughs> Weren't you warned about that? There's no coffee in it. Oh. It's okay. Luckily. All right, so anyhow, uh, Chris Pratt and Catherine Schwarzenegger Pratt are reportedly expecting their yeah. first child together. Uh, the pair are married in June at an intimate wedding, uh, have been spotted and photographed together. <laughs> <laughs> Recently, with her baby bump on display, mm-hmm. uh, their baby will join Chris's son, Jack, whom he shares with Anna Ferris. Uh, Catherine has reportedly embraced her relationship with Jack. I can't wait till the baby gets to meet my mule. Uh, a, what? Doesn't he have, is that who he's feeding in his kitchen? Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, a source told uh, people Catherine is like a big kid and loves doing activities with Jack. She loves that Chris is a dad, seeing Chris... <laughs> Where Jack made Catherine positive from the er, from early on that Chris is the one. There you go. 
Yeah. Yeah. So uh, looks like now it hasn't been official, uh, but uh, it's reportedly. So uh, that would be the first grandchild for Arnold. Yes. Yeah. That, that I know. of. His yeah. other kid is yeah. uh, Benya. The uh, with, that he had with the uh, right, with the with housekeeper. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. Wait, who's Patrick? Is he? I thought Patrick was the housekeeper one. No, he is. Is? Yeah, he is. Oh, I he is. Yeah. I think. And who's the other one? I think maybe he has uh, several legitimate children with Maria, um, and then uh, I think Patrick came from. But Patrick looks a lot like Arnold, Ve- very much, and in yeah. fact, is into bodybuilding now. Yeah. Uh, Tom Holland recently appeared on the at-home edition of Jimmy Come Alive, where he revealed that he will host a Marvel-themed virtual quiz show ah. to help people amid the coronavirus pandemic. That sounds like a good time. Uh, it'll be held on the 29th, so in two days, uh, at 8 p.m. UK time. Uh, he's collaborating with the Brothers Trust, which was set up by his family to support various charities. Um, so he'll get to do that, uh, and uh, you can participate. If uh, I'm not sure exactly how you sign up to be a part of it, but you just yell into the phone. That's what you do. Yeah. I would <laughs> love. To, I would love to. Uh, I'm sure he'll get real deep with the uh, the questions, and it'll probably be pretty difficult. But we'll see. You know, all the stuff for the for the fandom out there for different things, like the James Bond franchise, for example. There is now, and a lot of people are doing this. Preston uh, Pierce Brosnan sat down and watched Goldeneye. And commented on it. And, and the whole file is there. So if you start the movie, you can do it anytime you want. Yeah. And watch it, and he'll give you commentary. I love it. I have uh, usually, you said know, so these things are happening live, but a lot of times you can get uh, yeah. DVDs that They'll have that. Them. Yeah. I love that stuff. Uh, so Watching do I. Watching The Breakfast Club and hearing the stars of the movie sit and talk about it as you watch it and what was going on in that scene and so on. Really eye-opening stuff. That's why I've been a fan of what they call physical media, the Blu-ray discs and the stuff with the director's cut and the set audio commentary and the yeah. making of features. That That's the whole thing for me. Yep. But now they're doing them live. And live. It's a lot of fun. Uh, okay, Nick uh, touched on this or wrote this uh, information for Kathy in Sports News earlier. Reality star Kristen Cavallari and Jay Cutler are splitting after a decade together. Together. Uh, Cavallari wrote on social media with great sadness after 10 years together. Comes we have great power. Come to a <laughs> loving conclusion to get a divorce. A loving conclusion to get a That's it nice. Can't, can't be that loving. Uh, we have nothing but love and respect for one another. We love each other so much. And are deeply grateful for the years love shared. Them. Memories made and the children we are so proud of. Uh, this is just a situation of two people growing apart. We ask everyone to respect their <laughs> privacy as we navigate. This difficult time within our family. And Nick, you had told us that they had both posted the exact same message together. Yeah, which I guess is nice. I, I just, I don't get it. I don't understand. I mean, to each his own, but why this approach? I guess yeah. maybe fewer questions or read less reading into it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Speculation. Well, Nick was the first to mention it. Alone. Yes, yeah. yeah. And uh, it, it sucks because I've actually watched the show because of Brittany Taylor, who is a uh, former calendar girl and was... Huge in, uh, you know, the Hooters organization is now doing a great job with Uncommon James, which is the Cavallari brand. So she's doing really well down in Nashville. And so I got suckered into the show and it looked like they had a good relationship. So he's part of the show, too. He's a major part of the show. Yes. And I wonder, Kathy, if the divorce will be included in the show. I bet you it is. Are you telling me that the reality show wasn't real? <laughs> it seems that way. Oh, my God. My, I'm a gas mm-hmm. and a gas. Yeah. I don't he know, He seems Kat. like a dick, though. Does he? he? I actually yeah. see, I thought he seemed like kind of, I mean, he was the one who was kind of like, uh, okay, you know, uh, taking it all in and, and processing it. Right. I liked her, though. I liked the, the relationship seemed okay. 
Uh, they were Damn mar- you, reality television. They married in 2013 and share sons Camden, Jackson, and Sailor together. Which you never saw. You never saw the kids on the show. Uh, Brad Pitt was on Saturday Night Live over the weekend. We have a little clip we're going to play. His first appearance on the show in 20-plus years. Oh, wow. Uh, Really? Yeah, that's what I was not aware of. Uh, As SNL continues to produce the show from home, he appeared as Dr. Anthony Fauci, leader (laughs) of the White House uh, Coronavirus Task Force. Maybe it's the first time in 20 years because he's not funny. I did not find it funny. What what was that accent he was doing? He was doing Fauci's accent. and and Brad Pitt doesn't have an accent like that. He's a Brooklyn accent. He, he uh, Brad Pitt can be hilarious. He's fu- really well, funny and true romance. All right, okay. Kathy, I think he was. <laughs> I'm just gonna was hilarious. Yeah, I'm um, just gonna get some popcorn and listen to this. All right, <laughs> but they chose Brad Pitt because they had asked. Okay, sorry. Fauci was likely pleased, as he said a few weeks ago, that he wanted Pitt to portray him on the show. That's why they had him do it, not yeah. because he does a spot on. Doctor Fauci impression. It was a play off of that. So That's it. There you go. In the taped address, Pitt as Fauci said, first, I'd like to thank all the older women in America who have sent me supportive, inspiring, and sometimes graphic emails, <laughs> which was great. Uh, and uh, second, there's been a lot of misinformation out there about the virus. And yes, the president has taken some liberties with our guidelines. So tonight I would like to explain what the president was trying to say. And remember, let's all keep an open mind. And then he goes through a series of clips of the president. So, uh, But at the end, he does a really nice thank you. He takes off the wig yeah. and he thanks uh, Dr. Fauci personally. And to the real Dr. Fauci, thank you for your calm and your clarity in this unnerving time. And thank you to the medical workers, first responders, and their families for being on the front line. And now, live, kinda, from all across America, it's Saturday night. I actually got uh, slightly teared up at that last part when I was first watching it. I was like, oh man. There are moments when we're so bombarded with this stuff every second of the day in in all different forms, benign and, and heartwarming and stuff like that. And then every once in a while, Preston, something comes out of left field and catches you. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I, it happens to me as well. Yeah, I can completely understand that. Uh, like this, when Kylie Jenner isn't launching makeup lines, oh she's God. sealing real estate deals. This got me a, a little teary-eyed. I, I bawled for a good half hour. <laughs> the 22-year-old snapped up a $36.5 million compound. Ooh. Yeah, they had to evict some first responders <laughs> who had temporarily been living there to care for COVID patients, but it was a deal. And uh, a smart businesswoman seizes on that deal. Uh, Seven bedrooms and 14 bathrooms, by the way. What is it for people with chronic diarrhea? Everybody... That's the thing. A lot of times when you hear about these gigantic homes that people spend, you know... Uh, over $10 million on, and then you hear, you know, like, three bedrooms and, and, and four bathrooms. And I'm like, really? Yeah. There's only three bedrooms? Four bedrooms, thing? 10 bathrooms. Seven bedrooms, what? 14 bathrooms. So so is every other door to a bathroom? Uh, it's got to be. Yeah. What do you need 14 bathrooms You don't for? have closet bathrooms? Mm. So when you go in to get, the uh, like, your coat when you're leaving, if you have to take a quick dump press yeah. and you just go into the closet... Uh, the buyers were asking $45 million, so she actually had a hell of a deal Ooh, on it. Nice. Uh, 36.5 mil is what she paid for. Uh, yeah. So we're looking at the place, which wow. is gorgeous. It looks like a resort that you'd find in Cancun oh, or something like that. Man. How? Uh, so I know I'm a simple man. I'm a man of the mountains. Uh, but I look at this, and I'm thinking, how much living would... I know. How do you how do you li- live up that place? Yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't know. What? 
How much space would never be visited in a space this large? I, I have I have some friends that have a gigantic house. Kathy, you have friends that have yeah. a gigantic house, and I, I'm the same way. I'm like, it's this is. It is too big. Claire and I, when we were house shopping uh, and looking around, we just, for the hell of it, went to this place. I forget how many, 15,000 square feet. Or I don't forget how big it was. It was huge. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, listen, Claire. What do you do? All we would do yeah. is sit here with our, <laughs> our, 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 you know, uh, uh, Rubbermaid plates and watch TV in this. All of this would be empty yeah. nothingness. Mm-hmm. Unless you're deciding so you, you want. To do right. Unless or, you want indoor chariot races, this house has no purpose. Or if you want to go live somewhere yes. for a week, let's live in the West Wing for a week. Right. And uh, and then we'll go back and, you know, so I, oh I don't know. Oh, my God. I don't know. I, I do have friends that have a very large house, and, and they do a lot of entertaining. So That's I what it's for. See, but I, yeah, and I can almost see it. They, they use it. People are always invited. People stay over. They have their own bedroom, their own bathroom when they do. But this even seems like, how many people are you going to have stay over with 14 bathrooms? Well, you also mentioned the aspect, which is for many that are that wealthy, it becomes a business expense. It's where they entertain. It's where they throw parties. It's where they mm-hmm. network. And it becomes that. Me, I don't need to do that. At midnight, everybody goes into a different bathroom and flushes the toilet yeah, at yeah. the same time. <laughs> and then Portland runs out of water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I just, I, um, you have to keep that so clean, though. We're looking Not at like the, well, you have to, Steve. When you're looking, say, I, I you're say, looking at the at the at the backyard where yeah. the pool is. Like you can't have a blade of grass out of place in that area, and so I, I imagine Kylie's like mowing like crazy, <laughs> yeah. or perhaps a paid staff takes care of that. Yeah, right. I know. Yeah. All right, we're going to get to the clips, all right? Uh... What the hell was that? It was burp sound effect. <laughs> I was on the wrong instant replay page. <laughs> I was on page one instead of page six. It was the great thing is I was looking at Kathy on the FaceTime when that happened. I'm like, oh, Jesus. It's normally a Tiffany roll. There and, it is. Uh... All right, here we go. Here we go, here we go. The net, do we have them? Eh, they're coming. The new Netflix original comedy series, Never Have I Ever, premieres today. And uh, Demera sat down, our, our uh, programming assistant, Demera sat down with the cast to discuss how they felt about the show the first time they read the script. Here we go. This is so funny. I can do so many things with these lines that are given here because it's so well written. Mm-hmm. It's going to be killer. Yeah. yeah. Reading the yeah. script for the first time was with uh, the table read. With the whole table And read. just hearing it come to life and hearing all the laughs, I was like... And the different voices of yeah. everybody. So I was so proud to be a part of this. So fun. I don't get <laughs> a <laughs> The first season of Never Have I Ever, ever premieres today on Netflix. Here's the next clip. Afterlife follows a man named Tony whose life is turned upside down after his wife dies from breast cancer. In this clip, Ricky Gervais explains how Tony decides to channel his grief. Here we go. His wife's died. It was the love of his life and his reason to live. And first he, th- he thinks he's going to end it all. The dog's hungry. So he feeds the dog and that that gives him long enough to think, okay, if I'm going to... Okay, I'll give it a while longer, but I'm going to do and say whatever I want from now on. I'm going to punish the world. He's in the second phase of sort of grief. Afterlife is streaming now on Netflix. I've heard great things about it. I want to. I want to watch it. I watched the first season, Steve. It's it's good, but it's tough. It's very different than anything uh, Gervais has done before. Like I know there's a lot of very uh, emotionally wrought 
stuff to it as well. Would that be yeah. correct? Yeah. If you're in a, if you're in a tough spot, might not be the show for you right now. Like right. If you're depressed or anxiety ridden. Um, but it, he's 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 a good actor. He really show. is. He yeah. Shows his range. Yeah. All right, and there you go. That's what I got in the entertainment report for you this morning. We have a lot going on. We're going to find out who wins Isolation Idol yeah! today. You voted over the weekend. We will reveal the results coming up a little bit after eight o'clock. So. If you were a uh, part of this or if you know some of these uh, people, then you will want to tune in and find out who our winner is. Uh, speaking of winners, $500 twice today. Chance for you to win with MMR's Rock Refund. We will do that at 8 and 10 a.m. We'll tell you how to do it. It's very, very easy, so get yourself set for that. And also, when we return, we're going to uh, have a way for you to possibly highlight someone in your life. Uh, that you know is on the front line working hard and maybe isn't getting some credit, and we will do what we can to help out with that. I'll explain when we get back. In the meantime, I would like to give away a case of Sly Fox Volpulin IPA. We'll take caller number 10, and we'll set you up with this. You have to be at least 21, obviously. 215-263-WMMR Citra and Mosaic Hops provide notes of stone fruit and mango. Easy drinking IPA. It's a must for your quarantine stockpile. And you can order your favorite bites and brews at slyfoxbeer.com. Available for pickup at all Sly Fox locations. We'll be back in just a second. It's MMR's Rock Refund. Nancy, I'm just curious why you're calling us. I just won $500. How about that? <laughs> Love it. Tune in weekdays at 8 a.m., 10 a.m., 12 noon, 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. to hear the hour's winning keyword. We just won some money! For those who enter via our mobile app or our website, there's a $10,000 grand prize. Oh, that's great. MMR's Rock Refund. $500, seven times a day. That's crazy. That's awesome. Details, entry methods, and contest rules at WMMR.com. Brought to you by a t Subaru. Subarus always cost less in Sellersville. And 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Roughly an hour from now, maybe a little bit less than that, we are going to reveal who the winners of Isolation Idol, or the winner, I should say, yes. Isolation Idol. Though they're all winners Absolutely. in our mind. And uh, per your vote, though, we had to narrow it down to one for the prize, and we're going to reveal those details. Marissa has not told me. Uh, I was asking her about the vote. She said there was tons and tons and tons of votes over the weekend. I can tell you this, I, uh, I and I'm, I'm going to wait to that last second as well until you announce it. I have no clue. Everyone's their final performances were so good. Yep. Again, we hate shows like this. Yep. But I was wrapped up in our own show. Yeah. So um, it was cool to see how talented they were, and they brought their A game on Friday. So we will uh, find out, like I said, about an hour from now. Real quick, uh, wanted to read this uh, email that I got. This was from L. It's just oh Laura, Laura, uh, who she uh, emailed in saying, "I hope you guys are all doing well. I have a random idea." I want to run by you. One of our uh, staff drivers, Carol, and by the way, uh, I want to make sure she works at MANA. Uh, One of our uh, staff drivers, Carol, is a huge WMMR fan and listens to you all every morning on her route. She leaves MANA at 7.30 a.m. Tuesday through Friday. She's been so amazing through everything, and she is the perkiest person I've ever met. I've attached a photo of her. Just imagine adding a... Just imagine adding a heavy metal. <laughs> she loves heavy metal and always loves to hear it in the morning. No, just imagine adding a super thick and high-pitched Northeast Philly accent, and that really sums her up. Our clients 
absolutely love her and call us if they happen to have a different driver that day just to make sure she's okay. Uh, this has been so much for all of us, especially for our drivers who are seeing up to 55 people a day God. and making sure they can safely hand over the food. So, <clears throat> man up. Uh, delivers food. They originally were uh, just delivering people to people who, who were sick and yeah. or had HIV, but now there are all kinds of, of, of illnesses that people have, and they deliver food to them. And so much more, Preston. Also, they provide a little bit of conversation, a yeah. smile, that sense that someone gives a damn about you. Yeah. And they do. They're, they're not only food deliverers, they're, they're companions in some way. It's it's amazing. Yeah, cause Can't some, say enough about this organization. Because some of these people are alone, and, yes. and they are yeah, alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> Laura says, I've been trying to come up with a uh, way to show appreciation to our staff and volunteers and would love if she could get a shard out or a surprise call from your team or something like that. Um, and uh, so she wanted us to, to mention that. So absolutely no problem. We'll do a shard out yes. real quick. Uh, so that is for Carol, who they absolutely love. Now, we've been getting a lot of stories like this. We've been seeing a lot of emails of people who want to point out, you know, yeah. people who are going above and beyond, especially... Uh, during the uh, quarantine, and there's a lot of frontline people, and and maybe some that you haven't considered that are doing some things that are uh, considered m- more risky than others, and we, so we, we've been getting tons of responses from from people just uh, unsolicited who've been sending us information, wanting to do shout outs and thank yous yes. and so on. So we wanted to see if maybe we could take this a step further. Um, so we've we've done this, and it's a great idea I actually got from a friend of mine, Spike, who does a radio show in, in uh, Detroit, and I want to thank him for that. Uh, but we have created the Preston and Steve, a frontline hero lives here sign, okay? And this is to thank essential frontline workers who wouldn't bring the attention to themselves, who would never want that. They wouldn't point it out themselves. Right. But, but you feel that these people, this person that you know has done so much that they deserve some at least type of small recognition. So we're going to do what we can because uh, there's a lot of people that are out there helping. But this is, I think, a cool little thing that we can do uh, to help out. So if you know someone who has been a frontline hero in your life, um, then we want to hear about it. You can go to PrestonandSteve.com and you can nominate someone. We just need their home address. And we have these really cool signs made up, the red, white, and blue. They say a frontline hero lives here. And then it has our logos on it. So it wouldn't look like something put at, they put out on the lawn themselves. You know what right. I mean? Like you're, you're, the, the message is you're honoring them as opposed to look at me. Exactly. So that's right. it. Right. So we have our name on there so they can see that they were nominated by someone and it's not something they they put out there themselves. And I love this idea because the original sign said a frontline hero lives here, but they're probably not home right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We so figured, come on that's in. That, we took off that second yeah. part. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We went through a couple of designs, uh, but we have this now. So here's what you need to do. Go to PrestonAndSteve.com and you can nominate a frontline hero in your life and then... The signs are going to be hand-delivered. Now, we're not going to be able to get to everyone. I know there's going to be a good response from this, so we'll do what we can, and we'll right. try to blanket uh, and spread out a little bit. And guess what? The members of the Preston and Steve show, we are going to we're gonna put them on the lawns. Uh, so we'll actually show up to the person's house. I will. Yes. We'll try to find some that are, you know, like on the way to our house, and, and uh, we, we're all pretty much spread out over the area, right, which, right. Is, which is good. So uh, we'll do what we can. We'll get to where we can. Um, so go to the website, 
nominate that uh, that frontline worker, and we'll we'll have to grab some randomly, and we'll start to do that, and we'll post some pictures. And it's a thank you for everybody. We can't get them to everyone. Uh, but we're working on it. We'll do what we can. Yeah, and I'll, yeah, I, I mean, everybody's doing what they can. Yeah, exactly, you know? exactly. And in this case, listen, uh, if you, there's so many, Preston, it, words escape me on on just the the uh, amount of people across all lines of work who are chipping in to make sure. Again, we've said from the truck drivers to the people who are working in supermarkets, making the stores, yeah. making sure the shelves are stocked, to the nurses, the doctors. The EMTs, the police, the firefighters, anybody who's got to be out and about and doing this stuff yeah. is just amazing. Yep. And yep. it's also nice to know that you're um, loved and acknowledged by somebody that you either know, um, a, a neighbor or a family member or whatever. When when it, when something shows up on your lawn, it's because somebody notices and somebody loves you and somebody wants to say thank it, you. It's a, it's a properly social mm. distanced Love note. There you go. And accommodation. I like that. So if you live in Delaware County and you're a frontline hero, I'm going to deliver the the sign myself. In fact, I was talking to my family and my my wife is is itching to get out of the house as well. So I think the whole foster household is going to come and drop a sign off on your uh, I'll cover Monco. All of it. Monco is gigantic. I'm going to cover a five-state area. (laughs) I'm going to miss some shows. i got to let you know right now. Steve's got an area called the Eastern Seaboard. The Eastern Seaboard. Though I have to draw the line at Key West. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So we're making a road trip out of this? Yeah, we're going to have to. There's going to be some. We're going to have to do some flying. I know that's probably. Yeah, in Michigan as well. Yes, absolutely. All right, so if you would, if you'd like to nominate, please do that, and you can go to PrestonSteve.com. We just, uh, you know, listen, we're just doing a little bit. It's it's a gesture. It's it's a little right. bit little gesture. So, um, uh, feel free to let us know about that. All right, there's a story I wanted to share. I actually have it coming up in the bizarre <laughs> file, uh, but I thought this was kind of interesting. And you know, let me see if I can find it because I think it took place in the UK. You're talking about the United Kingdom. That would be the Kingdom of the United People. Yes. Yeah, so um, there was a janitor. Working at a library, and we're finding, you know, the skeleton staff in most buildings. We have, we have a um, just bones. We have a janitorial crew here yeah. at in this building. The building's huge. There's hardly anybody working here, so right. they're they're going around. They're they're covering the areas where people are still uh, working, and and uh, you know they they need to to get things tidied up and cleaned up and do their job. So this this janitor is working at a library. There's probably not a whole lot for him to do right now. Not, uh, and he's by himself no, in the library. No supervision. Yeah, no exactly. one to ask what to do or specifically if he has any concerns or issues. Yeah, so he thought it might be a good <laughs> idea, like most people are, to take care of something that probably nobody ever thought to take care of. And so he decided to, and he was trying to do oh. the right thing. Oh, no. He decided to rearrange all the books in in order of their size. So on the shelves, it would start with the largest books on the left-hand side, and it would go down in order to the smaller size. So it it wasn't like so that you walked in, there was a super tiny book, and at the back of the library, there was a so, like, on on a per-shelf basis, he was taking them and putting them in size order, which... tends to go against the alphabetical (laughs) order. Yes, Well, aesthetically, that would be better it would it would, it would look, look nicer, nicer for would, you right it Candy? would look neater it, for, it would look neater you know if all, that many books yes mm-hmm. but you have to understand that that's not how libraries work so i was curious if anyone had any stories of i was trying to i thought i was doing the right thing yes 
but it turns out I messed it up or I thought I was fixing something and I actually broke it because I have a story similar, not in exactly like that, but I started working at this small greasy spoon restaurant. A friend of mine worked there. They needed some help. I'm like, yeah, I'm not working right now. So he got me a job there. And I had worked in a kitchen before, a bigger kitchen. Right. So, so this is going to be nothing yeah, for no you. no problem. I'm so, a pro. So I thought, I'm a legacy. I, well, I was trying to kind of impress the, the manager, right. the owner, actually. Um, and it was, like I said, it was a small kitchen. So uh, <laughs> there was a, a stove and we, we had some downtime. And, you know, obviously in a kitchen, you want to keep things clean. It's, yeah. it's part of helping the, the business run properly is keeping things clean and their place tidy, all that. So I decided um, there was a stove, and I noticed in, in between some cracks, it's kind of hard to explain, uh, on on the surface that there was, like, some grime and, and, and crumbs and stuff. I'm like, you know what? I'll do a hard clean on this. Yeah. I'll make sure that this is, you know, this and this will kind of impress him, too. Fresbo's got this. So I had to, so without asking, uh, I, I started to take it apart. <laughs> so I had to get a screwdriver and right. take some little pieces apart, and... <laughs> Dude, I and this was this is before lunch rush and everything. I oh thought I'd God. had time, and I pulled these slats of this thing out, and the this shelving unit came down. It was really heavy, and some it's kind of hard to explain what happened, but essentially I broke the stove. Oh my, oh my God. God! I oh broke God. the stove, and it's right before lunch rush, and I'm like, I was trying to. Fixed right. Things. Yeah. I no was, one had asked you. I, nobody yeah, had asked yeah. me to do it. I'm just going to take this upon myself right. to to do a good, hard, clean. Man, they're going to be impressed. This is going to look great. This needs to be broken. And I destroyed it for lunch. <sighs> and then it was just. I'm like, oh my god, what did I do? What did I do? What did I do? <laughs> At the point, he was so pissed off too. At the point, you realized you'd crossed over the that no return mark. Yeah. Um. Did you just start sweating bullets? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And and of course, I had to. You know, come with my head hanging down. So <laughs> right. I, I did something, and I, you know, yeah. oh my god, oh, just an idiot. Yeah, no good deed goes unpunished. Yep. So, did you get in trouble, or did they understand what you were trying to do? They, uh, yeah, turn I, in your spatula. I, they didn't fire me or anything like that, but they were just like, "What's this chucklehead doing?" Yeah, I mean, you come on. idiot. <laughs> just right before lunch, it's rush. easy. You put the burgers on the grill, you take them off, you yeah. know. And oh, well, I, I don't know if I, I think I might have told this story on there before, but it was uh, I had a similar thing where there there was um, one the early what did you have here prism yeah so up in uh, long island they had a thing called it was cinema 100 so it was the first of the you know home box office you know cable companies where you had the box on top of the tv and you'd slide the lever over and now you're watching cable yeah so uh and of course they had this lobby of this place i think it was in melville long island and uh they wanted to, they wanted you to believe that when you walked into the offices you'd suddenly been transported to Hollywood. <laughs> so there were movie posters up and down the you know of course this is we're yeah. Melville this is one step away from Hollywood. So um they had signs up where the the movie posters they weren't hanging right. They kept sliding out and they just so the posters were in these you know like Prince Plus kind of frames and they kept sliding out so I'll take care of this. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Nobody asked you to. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lock them up a little bit. I'm gonna, you know, tighten everything up, and I'm putting them down on the floor, and I'm doing the tightening, and as I'm doing the tightening, what I don't realize is that I'm kneeling on the back of it, oh cracking. Oh no! The glass on the front of it. Oh. So about five posters in, I, I'm like, 
Oh, no. (laughs) That was, I didn't get fired, but I definitely had that, you're a chucklehead kind of. Yes. Yeah, and like, dummy, no one asked you to do that. You were just trying to do the right thing. I just wanted to look like Hollywood. Uh, Here's a text that says, hey, I was uh, newly assigned manager, and I was on my own for the first time, and I wanted to organize the shelves. Let me see, where were they working? Uh, and I want to organize the shelves and move over 200 bottles of soda from the end shelf uh, to the normal soda shelf, not knowing uh, that the soda buys that end shelf space. Yes. Wasn't told uh, that until the next day and had to put back uh, on the original shelf and organize and reorganize. So, so companies companies pay yeah. for oh, shelf for placement. Sure. Yeah. And end, yeah. end placement is a oh prime God. position. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically giving away free You're giving away. <laughs> yep. exactly. Well, I mean, I did, when I was a, a little kid, the um, putt-putt golf course across the street from my pool, uh, they had... You know, they would hire me under the table. They'd give me five bucks, and right. I would go and put flyers on cars. Well, I took... Oh, I remember this. Yeah. I took hundreds. <laughs> uh, when you get a hole-in-one on the 18th hole, you get a free game. I took hundreds <laughs> no, that's right. of those free game vouchers... Hundreds of them, and I plastered them all over cars, all oh, over no. Ridley Township Swim Club, oh. the Acme, the Frontier Saloon. I gave away thousands of dollars <laughs> worth of free games, which you know. In hindsight, when I'm thinking now, it brought business. It brought business, right? Just non-paying business. Yeah, just well, non-paying yeah, business. It brought free business. Well, you got to figure you're not going to go play by yourself, right? right. So you were you you were then giving your, your, your neighbor got one too. Your free voucher, <laughs> and then you're coming with three people. Oh you know what well, did they say to you, Casey? Oh, I never got asked to help them out again. Again, I was like 12 or 13 yeah, years old. And they're like, don't ever, don't ever come back here again. Oh. I don't want to see you ever again. You've killed my business. You didn't try to spin it and go, hey, I'm bringing in business. Yeah. I didn't think of that until right now hey, at this very moment. Free advertising. Yeah. 30 years later. And the um, so there was a funny story in my house growing up. My little brother decided to go over to my neighbor's house and clean their bathroom. Right. My brother was probably four or five years old. And the neighbors came home and there was toothpaste and toilet paper all over the bathroom. He was using toothpaste to clean everything. Oh, my God. Yes. Was he paid to do that? No. Was that a job? Why did he think toothpaste was the right thing he to use? He was four years old. Oh, he didn't four. know any Oh, come on. Right. No, that's a whole different thing. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, like, yeah. I hired my baby to do my, my tax returns, and he screwed it up. <laughs> he was only seven months. He was helping. Uh, Apparently, basic math eludes him. Uh, let me see. I'm going to go to Beverly. Hi, Beverly. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for being there for everybody. Oh, um, our pleasure. Thanks for listening. What's up, Bev? All right. So I lived in an apartment that had, like, an access alley. Like, there were some houses near the apartment building. So one night, I was coming in with my husband, and we came in the back, and we saw that one of the doors to one of the houses was, like, kicked open. So we thought, oh, my gosh, somebody must have broke in. So we went to the cops. The cops came. They had a dog with them, sent the dog into the house. The door of the house had been broken into. But here, I thought I was doing a good thing. They ended up, the health board of health got called. They condemned the contents of the house because the house had, like, a million cats with no litter boxes. And the woman had been living there. So the next day on the front page of the paper, my husband comes home. He's like, nice job. Okay. Uh, look what you, you got did. an old woman evicted. 
<laughs> nah, listen, no, th- 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 she probably needed help. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. You, you, you kind of did the right thing. Yeah, but it was that was my last time. So now it's like, oh, uh, they got broken into. That's too bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, somebody just got shot over there. Nah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, you know. Hey, they got they, they like Thanks, the company. Beverly. Yeah. Uh, let me see. I'm gonna go to <laughs> Terry. Hi, Terry. Good morning. <laughs> Terry, are you there? Oh, hi. I'm having a sit around, and a bird just went by. Oh, <laughs> stop it! I totally understand. <laughs> What's up, Terry? <laughs> when my when we were small, um, probably not more than eight, my siblings and I decided we'd surprise our neighbors who lived on the lake with a boathouse that we would surprise them by painting them every single color of paint that they had in cans in their boathouse. And we thought we were doing them a great, you know, just, you know, like just a surprise. Right. And uh, my father sat us down. After the neighbors came back for the summer, my father sat us down and explained that what we did was wrong, and then my parents had to pay for the boathouse to be repainted. Did you have pictures of what it looked like? No, because we were really small. Okay. We were like, I, I think my sister and I were like eight, and, the, and it went down to like five. See, yeah, so, the, but we didn't get in trouble. My parents just explained Well, it's not that. like they could fire you from being their children. So, right, so right. that was, uh, you know, I, <laughs> go talk to HR. Uh, but yeah, no, that's 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 classic kid stuff. When you, I think in this case, you have yeah. you have a, a, a guy who's there. It's my job. Yeah. I'm going to do this. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. I'm going to take the initiative. It's something we kind of always told tell uh, interns that are working on the show here is that you know you you want to be you don't want to create extra work for people who have to correct what you maybe screwed up, but you want to also be proactive. You want to be the guy who's going to say, I think I have a new way of doing these books here. Right. And I'm going to run it by them before I do it. Right. Right. <laughs> instead of just doing it. He thought he was doing the right yeah. thing. Yeah. And, yep, Poor exactly. Uh, I'm going to go to Paul. Hey, Paul, good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, what's up, Paul? Hey, I just wanted to call and tell you guys how I helped the guy at the auto shop I worked at. My first job, I was the guy that prepped the cars for the oil changes. Okay. I had to loosen the caps, go get the oil, blah, blah, blah. Well, this one car, I opened the hood. I put the hood prop on. It was on the lift. I said, you know what? I'm going to put this thing up in the air because the guy I'm helping is a really nice guy. You, uh, and Okay, this uh, was not, a, knowing, not your job. <laughs> okay. Not knowing, not knowing that you have to close the hood oh, on no. the car before you put it on the lift oh. or else it'll break the hood off. Or, in my case, put that little prop bar that holds the hood up yeah. straight through the hood and bend the hood over like a baseball cap. Oh, 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 no. oh my God. Oh. So I, I look up, and the back of the the back of the car is about a foot off the lift, and the front's tilted down. And I uh, put the car down, and uh, just you know, put my toolbox in my car, and said, you know, time to go to another job. Right. Oh I uh, oh, I don't listen. Uh, things aren't working out here the way I. I uh, I'm going to have to turn. Uh, I'm going to have to resign. Uh, it's just not the growth experience I was looking for. Yeah, yeah, really it, close to where you guys work. Whoever <laughs> still works there knows exactly what it was. Oh, really? Oh, that's oh my funny. God. All right, thanks, Paul. I appreciate it. Here he is. Hey, I'm going to do this guy a favor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to help him out. I oh. bet you he doesn't know that stuff can bend. Oh, my God. Hang on a second here. Let me go to Jim. Hi, Jim. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Jim. So uh, you have a story you were trying to do. You were doing what you thought was the right thing, right? Yeah. Okay, what happened? Um, I was about 20 years old, worked for a restoration company, uh, fire, mold, all that. Well, there's this house that caught fire in the uh, living room. Mm -hmm. Master bedroom was above the living room. 
It was a really bad fire. Uh, there was a water bed upstairs in the master bedroom. I was like, huh, we got to get this water bed out. So I thought it was a smart idea to cut the water bed with a knife. You know, <laughs> impulsively, I was probably just wanting to cut the water bed. <laughs> um, the answers were, uh, <laughs> were real soft. And next thing I know, two, sto- uh, two stories from all the way to the basement, the uh, water bed went. Oh, my God. So you cut it open and the water ran everywhere? Yeah. Oh, my God. If you had it, I wonder if, like, if the fire was below, it'd be like the towering inferno where you you, you, you cut your water source and it rains down. But this was after the fire, and you're just looking. You figured the best way to move. Don't those things have an opening that you could, you just cut it with a knife? They do. Like I, like I said, I just probably impulsively wanted to cut the water. It sounds like that. Yeah. Press, you had a water, Ed. How Thanks. are you supposed to get rid of the water? A, a pump, uh, right? Yeah, well, either that or you just you run a hose from it and then drink you can, it. No, you, you siphon it. As long as the hose is below right. sure. the water, you, yeah. can, you can suck the water out and it will run out. So you Not can a run knife? It. What's that? <laughs> not a knife. No, no, yeah. uh, no. So you could you could run it uh, to you know a uh, a, a sink uh, that's uh, on a lower floor or into the the bathtub or can you shoot it or a shower <laughs> as long as it's below the um, the height of the water it'll it'll run out. So, but yeah, you siphon it essentially, and eventually you, you won't get it all, but you'll get enough of it, and then you got to pick it up and move it. And how much it's a does, pain in the ass? So that is that is a resilient bag. That or the oh, bed. Yeah. So how heavy is that? Is it oh. like is it like a pool cover and then some? Uh the bag when it's empty? Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, but not not crazy okay. heavy, but but it's yeah, it's got weight to it for sure. Did you like it? it? Uh no. It, you know Everyone I know who's had one I I had I had it for ages. I had that bed for 10 years probably yeah. and I just I convinced myself that I liked it. It was terrible. It was uncomfortable Aww. moving around because it was it was full on free flow. I mean it was yeah. just there was no baffling in it at all. And you can't sit up in that bed, right? No. Not really. Yeah. No. It's it, it sucked. Water beds were a bizarre fad. I was obsessed with getting a water bed when I was probably in my early teens, yeah. early to mid teens. I was I mean, ladies are going to love it. <laughs> Well, it had nothing to do with that. It just I just thought it was so cool and it was going to be so comfortable. And yeah. I was plotting every single way to get a, a waterbed in and my house. And weren't you like the third floor of the house? I was At that point, I was on the second floor of a really old house. My parents were like, dude, it, our <laughs> floors will never hold this. And yeah. I was like, okay, if I redo the basement, right? And the basement was a... It was a cellar, yeah. all right? And I was like, if I redo the basement, I'm going to have like a Greg Brady uh, right. pool pad in the basement. I never did get one, and I'm glad to hear that uh, um, I basically dodged a bullet. You dodged there. a bullet. Yeah. And by the way, yeah, sex on a waterbed sucks. There's really? no traction. It <laughs> no traction. It, it works against you, yeah, too. Yeah. I mean, like you'll, you know, you thrust. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I, I could get into the details. Every, every action has an equal and opposite reaction. That's correct, yes. Uh, here's a text from somebody who had similar uh, issues, was just trying to do the right thing. He says, hey, guys, I used to work at a deli, and when we were closing, I decided to clean all the meat slicers in a new way. <laughs> Unbeknownst to me, bleach should not be used to clean the tools used to cut people's meat. So I don't know if they had to throw them out or what, but, uh, yeah, I guess essentially he ruined it. He was trying to do the right thing and ruined it. Jesus. Yeah, so it can happen easily. So we, um, and this isn't a work thing, but we got into a scuffle. We were probably like 22 years old uh, uh, after a bar. 
Uh, if they're night in a bar, we got in a scuffle in a parking lot, and my friend decided he wanted to make sure that we didn't fight. So he basically held my other friend's arms down, and my friend was basically a punching bag because his buddy was like, no, 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 we're not fighting. We're not going to fight in the parking lot. Right. And he and he was trying to pull him away from the fight and held his arms down. And the dude, my buddy, ended up taking like five punches to the face, and he was like, what are you? He's like, I'm just trying to help. He's no, you're not helping. I'm right. I'm now a punching bag. Oh, no. Who was hitting him? Uh, the guy. His mother. <laughs> no. They, no, do they know each other, the guy who was hitting him, or is it, was it a, a full-on? It was. All right, well, I mean, yes, we did know the guy, okay. but uh, it, the, the thing basically started in the bar. We had left. They had followed us. And we were we were actually trying to avoid the fight the, the entire yeah, time. Yeah. We don't want it, we don't want any problems. We don't want any problems. Let me hold you down a little bit while I punch you in the face. Nice. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> Good stuff. All right. Well, listen, I want to take a break because we've got to get to uh, MMR's rock refund. It's coming up shortly. We have your chance to win five hundred dollars. The first shot at two just this morning alone is going to be seven altogether uh, throughout the course of the day. So hang with us because when we get back, we're going to give you oh. uh, that uh, special word you're going to need. I forgot we're giving away all this money too. We we definitely have to do that. So let's break and come back in a moment. And also, if you missed it, we have this cool setup for uh, frontline heroes. You can go to pressnc.com if you want to nominate somebody that you know who is an essential frontline worker, and we may end up putting a sign on their front yard thanking them, even though they wouldn't do something like that themselves, just as a, a gesture. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. I want to uh, reiterate this uh, thing that we mentioned a little while ago. There are a lot of selfless people out there doing a lot of great work in this uh, bizarre time that we're living in. And uh, these are the people that deserve a pat on the back that are, you know, they're not going to do it themselves. And you'd like to do it for them. So this is just a tiny little gesture that we're going to do. It's Preston and Steve's Frontline Heroes signs that we can place in a Frontline Heroes uh, yard for you. And we'll have it out there for them. And we, the Preston and Steve Show members, are going to, we're going to do it ourselves. Yes. Uh, so it's easy to do. You go to PrestonandSteve.com, nominate a frontline hero in your life, and it could be anybody. Anybody who's working extra hard and maybe putting themselves in harm's way by what they're doing. And uh, they certainly wouldn't put something like this out on their own lawn. We'll do it for them, and it has our name on it. So... People will know it's not something that they stuck out there themselves. Right. So, uh, like the way we do the coolest teacher, it sort of comes in. Exactly. That's basically it. And we can't get to everybody. And if we put a mug on your lawn, no one would notice it. Right. The mug is too small. You drive right by and wouldn't see it. So, uh, this is just a little gesture. And we get loads of emails from people who are constantly uh, wanting us to acknowledge people. And and we certainly do that when we can. But, uh, and we'll also, you know, we'll have people post pictures of these. We can put some faces behind the frontline heroes. Uh, so if you're interested and you want to tell the story and we'll need their address, uh, please get in touch with us. You can go to PrestonandSteve.com and you'll see the Frontline Hero uh, link there. And by the way, 
we got the signs uh, done over the weekend. This was just a, a last-minute thing, and is this who we're thanking? Yeah, so these are the people that we picked up the signs from this weekend, and then we have another sign company that we're, I'm picking up more signs from uh, this afternoon. Right. Very cool. Yeah. M- MNC Designs, who are in uh, Roebling, New Jersey. They're on Delaware Avenue, 501 Delaware Avenue, Suite 2. Uh, their number, you want me to give their number? Uh, sure. Uh, 609-499-9599 and uh, MNC Designs on Facebook if you want to see that. And also KCB Print Resources in Havertown, Delaware County. Hot damn! So yeah. thank you very much. We appreciate that. And this is just a small uh, thing that we can do. Everybody's trying to do their part to acknowledge those who are working extra hard and, you know, overtime. Listen, some people aren't working. Some people are working twice as much right now, too. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, and, and everybody's got uh, uh, things in their lives that have taken a change and are difficult, uh, but especially the ones who are who are going above and beyond, we want to acknowledge. So, uh, please let us know. And then you can hashtag MMR's Frontline Hero uh, to share photos of, of your hero and their sign, which is cool. I think it's great. Yeah. All right, so let's do the Bizarre File. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. All right, and uh, by the way, somebody texted me. I love this. It says, Bizarre Times call for regular files. Yes, that's true. Bizarre yeah, files. Yeah. I should do the <laughs> Just normal, straight-ahead yeah. stories. Uh, that will look odd because everything else is weird. But this, Steve, you brought me up to speed. I did, this one this one got past me. I didn't see it, but I'm glad you, you made note of it. A New Jersey man passed out and crashed into a telephone pole, and police believe the accident would have been avoided or could have been avoided if he hadn't worn his N95 mask while he was driving. <laughs> According to the Lincoln Park Police, wearing an N95 mask too long can cause someone to inadvertently restrict their oxygen which is what they believe happened to a man who crashed his car on Thursday. Uh, it could have been because of insufficient oxygen intake, at, uh, intake and excessive carbon dioxide intake. <gasps> a, See, those things are, they're not safe. A photo. Not for, you can't breathe. You don't need to drive around with it on. Yeah, a, they did say he had it on too long. Yes. Yeah. A photo included in the uh, LPPD's post showed a ruby red vehicle <laughs> with a badly damaged front end. An additional photo from the scene showed a telephone pole snapped at its base. Uh, the driver was transported to the hospital for a complaint of pain and sustained non-life-threatening injuries. Uh, the CDPH advises people with heart and respiratory conditions to check with their doctor before using an N95 res- respirator. Uh, they also recommended respirators be worn no longer than eight hours and should never be used in a confined space with low oxygen levels. <laughs> so keep that in mind. <laughs> Poor bastard. A uh, Minnesota man was arrested, I love this story, after officials say he led Indiana State Police on a high-speed pursuit because he thought... They wanted to race him. Oh, oh God. man. 25-year-old Musab Alsain was clocked by troopers going 120 miles an hour. You want to go, bro? In a 70-mile-an-hour zone. The Red Mustang was chased for 25 miles with troopers throwing stop sticks twice before the pursuit ended. Police say that uh, he told troopers he didn't stop because he thought they wanted to race him. Of course. Him. I mean, that's logical. Of course. Sometimes police, you'll have that spontaneous race that they love to do with you. Yeah. He was taken to the uh, county jail, now faces preliminary charge of resisting police, reckless driving, and several moving violations. Somebody was telling me recently that they actually got out of a speeding ticket 
because he legit thought he was being chased by a um, a road rager. I okay. thought you had said that story. No. Nah. Well, maybe I yeah. I told the story already yeah. because yeah. it wasn't me that it happened to. It was right. somebody that I know. And 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 thought he was like, going to get his ass kicked. Like legit yeah. thought he was getting chased by somebody road raging. I can see. That. Was it an un- it was an unmarked car? Obviously, right? I'm not really sure exactly yeah. if it was unmarked or not. Because if it's a cop car, the odds of it being a road rager. Well, the are... lights didn't come on until the, oh, the very all right, end. All right. Well, they probably should have turned the lights on. <laughs> you think? Uh, the mayor of Bowling Green, uh, Kentucky, came across an unexpected surprise at a uh, home he owns. Mayor Bruce Wilkerson said he found a woman hiding in a crawl space in his cellar. Hi. According to Wilkerson, he heard noises and smelled cigarettes. When he ventured down into the cellar, he found blood on the door and a knapsack filled with women's clothes. Moments later, he discovered the woman who was covered in dirt. She told the mayor that uh, someone was after her. When the mayor called police, he said the woman ran off. Said, I told officers when they came that she didn't steal anything. I asked the officers why they were grinning, and they said that no matter how they write the report, it's going to say the mayor locked a woman in his house. <laughs> uh, Wilkerson said the woman is in her 20s, has long brown hair, and they are looking for her. They don't know who she was. So it's kind of like a like a, a vagrant or, yeah, 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 I'm not sure. A sign that read, help, get me out of here, alarmed Florida deputies, but it turned out a little girl just needed help with her math homework. A maintenance Aww. worker in North Naples noticed a sign in an apartment window and notified, notified the sheriff's office. I mean, it said, help get me out of here. Oh, You're thinking an abused right. person or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. When deputies arrived, they learned the 10-year-old girl's mother sent her to her room to finish her homework assignment. The girl decided to take an unorthodox approach. Deputies learned she wrote the impassioned plea on her piece of paper, placed it against the window of her bedroom. Uh, they said while we Swat were... swings in... While we were happy to know that no one was in danger, we totally relate to the frustration that comes with math homework. And a deputy provided the family with his personal cell phone saying the child can call any time with homework questions to avoid <laughs> another service call We like understand. That. You do it again, though, I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> Just keep going to shoot you dead. Uh, word on the street is artificial intelligence is out to steal your job. But we often forget about the good things it does for us, like... Helping us draw penises. Yes! One industrious <laughs> researcher took it upon themselves to feed a recurrent neural network with 10,000 uh, penis doodles in order to teach it how to draw the human phallus. And sound the, delicious. And the result, penis doodles. Yeah. And the result is equally glorious and abhorrent. Uh, Rick, or no, it's called Dick RNN. Is like any other web-based sketching board, with one exception. It will only uh, it will take a, any shape you draw on it uh, and convert try, it. Try to turn it into a pecker. Uh, f- fantastic! Yeah, fantastic. It's just what we need. <laughs> the neural in these ne- uncertain times. The neural network was fed a healthy diet of ten thousand tallywhacker doodles to acquire the impressive <laughs> skill. Having gotten intimately familiar with a wide variety of dongs, Dick RNN will take your input and keep drawing unique penises until you make it stop. So I think the difference between penis doodles and tallywacker doodles is the tallywacker doodles have hazelnut. Okay. Yeah. Uh, when you spot a schlong you like, you can uh, click the button in the upper right hand corner and save the sketch. Um, but you'll certainly find some phallic shapes you probably haven't seen before. But for the most part, it gets things right. So it's it's artificial like that. intelligence that draws penises. <laughs> All right, and then one last story, and we'll wrap it up. A $500,000, half a million dollar debt incurred from three games of rock, 
paper scissors oh my God. is invalid. The Quebec Court of Appeal has ruled. <laughs> Edmund Mark Hooper, the unfortunate loser of the classic hand game, took out a mortgage on his house to pay off the debt, a fact that was acknowledged in a notarized contract. For rock, paper, scissors. Yeah, but the Superior Court canceled that uh, mortgage in a 2017 decision, which was appealed by Michael Primo, who had beaten Hooper in the game of rock, paper, scissors, and won the $517,000 wager. Uh, Primo told court the best of three game took place in January of 2011. That's how long this has been going on. Uh, Quebec uh, law stipulates that for wagering a, for a wagering contract to be valid, it must be related to activities requiring only skill or bodily exertion on the part of the parties rather than of uh, chance. Uh, furthermore, the amount wagered must not be excessive. So they believe there's no skill element to rock, paper, scissors. Well, here you go. In in the Superior Court Justice, uh, or Superior Court Justice uh, Chantal Ch- uh, Chatelaine. Chantilly Lace. Uh, found that rock, paper, scissors is not simply a game of luck. The game, uh, she ruled, could, in certain precise circumstances, call upon the skill of the parties, particularly in the speed of execution. Yes. The sense of observation or the putting in place of strategic sequence. But she invalidated the contract, nonetheless, judging the amount wagered to be excessive. So it's essentially the amount of money, not necessarily the game itself. Okay, I, I sort of see that. Which is kind of interesting. Yes. But a half million Half a million dollars on rock, paper, scissors? Dude. But you would, listen, if you made the bet, and, and you, you're owed that money, man. Yeah. You're yeah. owed that money yeah. because you would have paid yourself. Yep. And that's that's the thing. It's a stupid idea playing rock paper scissors for that kind of money. But if you're gonna if you're gonna offer up, you have to you have to assume that if you were the one that lost, you would have paid. You know? Yeah. So and uh, that that's uh, yeah that's a that's a bone job as they say in Lee Lee's. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, I'm excited uh, because when we get back, we all when none of us know, none of us in the Marissa is the only one who knows. Uh, the winner of Isolation Idol. That's why she has a briefcase uh, handcuffed to her wrist. That is correct. Yeah. So we are going to find out. By the way, it's quarter after. The word to enter is believe, B-E-L-I-E-V-E, just to give you a heads up for the uh, MMR Rock Refund. But listen, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. We are going to reveal the winner of Isolation Idol after the thousands and thousands of votes that came in. It is time to crown our winner. Who is that going to be? Find out with us when we return. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Skip the trip to the store and get your groceries delivered with Acme. Get everything you need. Milk, fresh produce, bottled water, and more delivered right to your door. It's fast and super easy. Order online at shop.acmemarkets.com and get free delivery with your first online order. Carefully picked, conveniently delivered with Acme, your favorite local supermarket and the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Stevens' new I Love You Rose is putting a little love in everyone's day. A portion of all gold rose sales will support local restaurants and healthcare workers. I hate Stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Well, we did this little thing last week. I don't know why that's not playing, Casey. There it is. This little thing called Isolation Idol. We had uh, contestants over the Delaware Valley send us in uh, videos of them performing in their homes. There's been a lot of that going on. The big names have been doing it. And a lot of uh, people just taking a stab at it. Why not? Uh, Performing and then uh, posting videos and letting people check out what they can do. 
We had eight contestants that we had finalized after going through 24. We went through all the videos first. Nick was part of the selection process there. Narrowed it down to 24. Had performances every day of six people. Narrowed those down to two each day. That left us with eight last Friday. We had them come on live and perform. And uh, then we had people vote over the course of the weekend yeah, and let us know who they thought uh, should run away with it all. And we thank everybody. The goals were simple, to highlight these um, isolation idols and to redefine entertainment as we know it. Yes, a simple goal, if you will. And and there we go. Even American Idol got on board. Absolutely. After we Straight up rip off. Yep, totally. Uh, but we had everything from uh, singer-songwriters to people in uh, cover bands yes. to guitarists, uh, people that played keyboard and sang, acapella singers. It was amazing. Didgeridoo. A didgeridoo. A didgeridoo. He was awesome, by the way. He was great. Yeah. Uh, so we had all these performances, and uh, it was such a great job that I'm, I'm glad that we didn't have to make the final decision. That final round on Friday, uh, especially with improved sound quality, yeah. uh, really, uh, you, you really were uh, completely and acutely aware of how talented everyone was. I am glad I could wash my hands of having to select one winner from that group. So we are going to give away a $500 cash prize. It's just a, a token, if you will. And barbecue. And we also have a $100 gift card from Wilson's Secret Sauce. Uh, that's going to be a part of that uh, as well. So um, well, I don't know who his name is in no, here. No, I do not know. I do not want to know I'm until nervous. we announce it. But uh, let me remind a you. A little P came out. Of the uh, performers, we had uh, David St. James, also known as Duct Tape. Yes. Uh, and he played guitar and sang with a backing track that he recorded all the instruments on. We had Giovanna, who did uh, some wonderful a cappella singing for us. Kira, a singer-songwriter. She played piano and sang a song that she wrote originally. It was great. Uh, we had John, who was shredded on guitar, playing yeah. a couple of great things. He plays in a bu- uh, cover band called Jumper. Uh, we had Audra, amazing singer, and uh, played guitar as well. Uh, we also had Phil, and he is in the band Bangarang. He did a couple Beatles songs for us, which was awesome. Uh, Michael, guitarist and singer, and uh, played some really cool stuff, including Jailhouse Rock, which was unexpected. And then, uh, last but not least, we had Nicole uh, who sang a cappella in her home. She got in a big, echoey room yeah. and uh, sang a couple of uh, interesting versions of songs, which is cool. She did Radiohead Creep, and then she did Freshman yeah. uh, from the Verve of the Verve Pipe. Verve Pipe, I think. I always get those two. Yeah, I know. Right, Stupid so, names. Great performances, and we are ready to reveal who the winner is. All right, do you have it in an envelope, or do you have it right in front of you? I have it in, in, on a piece of folded paper okay, right here. Okay, which is almost like an envelope. And it says Isolation Idol Final Three, but I have a feeling that the three are in here, but one of the names must be uh, circled. So let's find out who the winner is. Yeah. All right? And it looks like our winner, and uh, Marissa told me it was a clear-cut winner from all the votes. All right. Wow. First place goes to... Giovanna, the young gal from Norristown who sang House of the Rising Sun. Wow. She was great, but I I did not see that coming. Not that I didn't think she was good enough. No, neither did I. I am blown away. Second place went to Nicole, who sang Creep and the Freshman. And third place went to Phil, who sang uh, the Beatles songs wow. for us. So, wow. Giovanna, our winner. Hey, we got her on the line. Let's go to her. Giovanna. Oh, my God. You're the winner of Isolation Idol. 
Wow. Oh my gosh, I am in shock right now. I was not expecting this at all. How about that? Oh my God. Giovanna, one of the things that we left off of there is you are, congratulations, the first artist signed to the Preston and Steve record label. That's right. <laughs> so you are you are the very beginning of it all. Honestly, it's quite an honor. But de- so you, you didn't see, listen, honestly, we'd be lying. I'd be lying if I said, uh, you know, I could select from that f- the final group on Friday. Everyone did such a great job. Yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, you had your song selection and your soulful style from the first time we heard you caught us off guard. Did you do any campaigning to get people to vote for you? Yes, I did. I told all my friends and family, and I was just overwhelmed by all the support I got from everybody. It was crazy to see how many people were rooting for me. It was just amazing. That is awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, listen, Giovanna, we got 500 bucks for you. Oh, my God. And loads of barbecue from Wilson's Secret (laughs) Sauce. You're totally taken care of. Now, that's great. So, um, are you currently... Uh, I mean, not at this very moment because obviously we have quarantine and restrictions. But are you um, are you performing with anyone these days, or is it just you as of now? It's just me. I do perform at um, like a rehab center. I go with my cousin and one of her friends, and we sing there. But I don't have a band or anything. But I am looking to start performing more often and at more places. Well, okay. you know, you heard some people on this. I mean, like you, you talk about. Like Kira, who is a, you know, the songwriting capabilities. I don't know if you want to form a, a girl group or whatever you want to do. Uh, there's a lot of talent for the taking, and you yourself yeah. are a dynamo. So, uh, you know, uh, that's something to think about. But, yeah, it's really cool. Are you interested in us uh, putting your information out so people can contact you if they are if they want to, you know, maybe uh, inquire about getting something started? Uh, yeah, that would be great. Okay, go ahead and, and give us uh, the best way for people to find out about you. Um, people could go to my Instagram. It's Gia Pisano underscore on Instagram or my Facebook page, which is just Giovanna Pisano. Giovanna Pisano. We'll make sure that uh, it gets posted up. Somebody. I'm sorry, Pisano. Yeah, Pisano. Uh, is somebody making a call or? <laughs> I don't know what that was. Like, that might have been me by accident. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Nick, you want to say something? Uh, yes, and we should get her information one more time in case the, the dial tone is what uh, overtook that. But I just wanted to say a, a week ago, Giovanna was talking about how she had stage fright, you know, that she was afraid of getting up and performing in front of people, and now she's won this entire contest. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I would have never, like, guessed that I would be doing this. Like, a couple of years ago, I never would have had the guts to do something like this. So this is just crazy. And I can't thank everybody enough who is rooting for me and supporting me throughout all of this. Very cool. Excellent. Very cool. And for everybody who was involved, you, you all I mean, honestly, you all blew us away. And, and, uh, and that you won, you took it all. That's really cool. So a great way to start the week, right? Yes, definitely. <laughs> all right, let's hear it for Giovanni. Yeah! Nice job, Giovanna. Excellent. I thought I was telling Casey, and not necessarily, you know, the ones that I would have voted for, but I thought Nicole, who came in second, I thought she was going to win it. Yeah. I think uh, because I was thinking about who all would vote. And uh, Nicole, is a, she's a mom. She's got kids. Her, her, she's married to a Philly cop. Yeah. I thought the word would get out and that they would, they would flock uh, for voting, which they did because she came in second, second place. Yeah. Uh, but I, I had her pegged to take it. So I was off. And then... We were talking about Audra. Audra's an amazing singer, 
But having been on The Voice, I wonder if that worked against her. Because people thought she... But there were some professional... A number of professional musicians that were part of this as well. So, yeah. But, but some, it, some, maybe people had to look at that press and said, well, we, we, we tend to favor the more the novice as opposed to people who are professionally working. I think that might yeah. have been it because I, I thought vocal-wise, and they were, they were all talented people, but she was definitely a, a step yeah. up and, and sounded absolutely amazing. So I thought she might win, but I think that uh, worked against her. But I had Nicole pegged. And uh, let me see, who else? Case, who were you thinking might have uh, won it? I, I, I actually was thinking Nicole first. Um, I'm trying to think of who I maybe th- I had. Some. Honestly, I, I, I thought Kira might have had a shot, too, with, with, the, with the, the, her composition. Her song was so good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, her, her voice and everything because she had maybe that would have won over. But listen, um, all talent, everyone deserves it, but... There's only one winner, yeah, and it's Giovanna. And she, I mean, she's going to go down as hit, in history as the very first, perhaps the very only winner well, of Isolation Idol. She, her career is now set in stone yep. because she's the first uh, artist signed to uh, uh, Presmo uh, Ray, uh, <laughs> Records. <laughs> Presmo Records. I love it. Preston and Morrison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Pres- love it. Presmo Records. Presmo. <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. We just, Steve, there thank, we go. You, thank you for that. No problem. Uh, I want to just remind everybody, you got about 25 minutes, a little less than 25 minutes left to vote for Louis Knight. Right. The Philadelphia, Philadelphia Zone, by way of London, uh, who's an American Idol. And so voting is over at 9 o'clock uh, this morning for him to move on to, I think, the, 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 the top 10. So basically, we have, again, mm-hmm. we've redefined entertainment as we know it. Yeah, there you, you know go. It. We have now announced uh, Isolation Idol. And we can have major sway over American Idol and celebrate a local uh, person done good, as yeah. they say. Yep. So if you yep. go to Preston Steve's Instagram page, you can figure out and find out how to vote there. Hey, speaking of music, Steve, I saw uh, a member of the Statler Brothers died. Right. And I know you had uh, clips uh, pulled for this. Uh, his name was Harold Reed, and he was the guy who sang bass. <laughs> yeah, it was one of these vocal groups. <laughs> yeah, like uh, like the, the Oak Ridge Boys. Yes. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, he had died over the weekend. Yeah. Is he the one that basically uh, Bruce Willis is singing the part of in uh, Pulp Fiction? Well, he's singing along with that song, Flowers on the Wall. Yeah. Uh, But I don't know if he's singing the bass part or not. Well, because at one point, and that's what I really take away from that particular scene, is is he goes really low in one of the parts. Then that's got to be it. That's got to be him singing that part. Do we have a clip? We do. We do, yeah. Here's that song. And I remember seeing in Pulp Fiction this scene and going, wow, okay. All that thought you're giving me is conscience, I guess. If I were walking in your shoes, I wouldn't worry none. But you and your friends are worried about me. I'm having lots of fun. Counting flowers on the wall that don't bother me at all. Playing solitaire till dawn with the deck of 51. Smoking cigarettes and watching Captain Kangaroo. Does he say kangaroo? Yeah. Captain Kangaroo? That's very telling because remember the watch was on the kangaroo. Oh, my God. In the apartment. Leave it to Quentin Tarantino to put that in there. Some little thing like that. And it was. It's wild because he's he's kind of happy. He's getting ready yeah. to get away. Uh-huh. It's right before he sees Marsalis uh, Wallace walking across the street, and then <laughs> boom, it, the movie changes completely. 
And he's singing along to that song. Yeah. So there's nobody in the group named Statler in the Statler Brothers? No. I don't know. It was a Muppet. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Statler? <laughs> no, it was uh, Don Reed, Harold Reed, Phil Baisley, Lou DeWitt, and Jimmy Fortune. And Lou Reed, the lesser known of the... Uh, <laughs> of the Statler yeah, Brothers? Yeah, he was originally in the Statler Brothers okay. and then started the Velvet Underground. Mm. Apparently, the Muppets did a great cover of Flowers on the Wall. Did they? Yeah, apparently. I All mean, right. you said Muppet, and I looked over at the text message board, and it says... The Muppets, unless my vision is terrible right now, it says the Muppets yeah. did a great cover of Flowers on the Wall. That's what it says. So their, their first hit was, right. um, what is it, uh, Bed of Roses. All right, when we get that? Or one of their other big hits. Yes. Here we go. I don't know this one. Harold was always singing about kangaroos. Man, I always wanted to be able to like be in a you know a quartet of singers uh-huh. and harmonize. It'd I be mean, so cool. It was always like they could always work, but they you know the the there weren't many that had. Yeah. You know, long music careers, at yeah. least to my thinking, of that style, like the Oak Ridge Boys. Yeah. I had never heard of them, and I probably would have never heard of them if, if uh, Quentin Not Tarantino. Not for the show. No, no, Quentin Tarantino. If he didn't put that song in, in Pulp Fiction, I would have never heard that song or heard of the Statler Brothers. I tell you what, what yeah. soundtrack I'm loving is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, you know so, what? It's I, so good. I I've seen I saw the movie yeah. the one time, but I didn't. I don't remember all the songs. What's on it? What's, well, what's they, good they, stuff? they took a they took a, a, a clip, and I'm and of course the titles will elude me now that you've called upon to get the actual songs. But they took a a, um, a running um, audio clip that they found of this station that was popular of the time in Hollywood and Los Angeles. Yeah, and that's basically what they're using. So. All the hits that were being played on that station That's pretty wild. were part of the soundtrack. It's very cool. I would like to uh I'd like to get some titles because I remember digging All right, here. So Treat Her Right, uh Ramblin' Gamblin' Man by Bob Seeger, Hush by Deep Purple, yeah. uh Hector by the Village Caller, Son of a Lovin' Man by the Buchanan Brothers. Um, good thing by Paul Revere and the Raiders. Mm. Yeah, a lot of really good I know stuff. stuff. Uh, Hush, when they played Hush, that he was driving uh, on the street and, and, and going down those windy roads up to the uh uh, to the house, I yeah, remember yeah, that because yeah. it was uh, the um, camera angles, the basically the windshield of the car, if I recall correctly. Right. He, I just love the way he puts music in his movies. Yeah, and he's he's, uh, he's great at it. Yeah, he he, he finds it, odd little tunes to put in, and you're like, man, that's good. And it's him that does it, right? Like yeah. he is very like all the stuff from you know all the, a number of the songs from Kill Bill ended up becoming pop culture favorites again. Yeah, mm-hmm. because he selected them for that soundtrack. We use a couple. Yeah, yeah, and I Nick, I know you and I love Across 110th Street. That was used in Jackie Brown. I had never Jackie heard Brown. that. I never heard that song. Did you before. have um, Reservoir Dogs soundtrack case in college? Because we listened to that and Pulp Fiction. Incessantly. Pulp Fiction was, I mean, any time I hear Son of a Preacher, I, yeah. I Son am, of a Preacher, man. I am brought back to a time in college where I was getting ready for the pre-party. Like, I, for some reason, whenever I hear that song, I'm, I'm transported to my dorm room. 
for the is, one for uh, Reservoir Dogs, he included a whole bunch of uh, dialogue from the movie. So there's that whole scene where they're uh, talking about Madonna and Like a Virgin. Yes. That whole scene is in the soundtrack or is on the soundtrack for Reservoir Dogs. So Tarantino always finds Steve like like he did with the um, radio uh, clips for Once Upon a uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He finds interesting things to put on to the soundtrack. Yeah, it's not just the uh, the songs. It really yeah. makes it a cool experience. Definitely a good uh, a good selection if you want to <clears throat> catch a movie well. We're all locked down. Is this it? This yeah. is... Okay, here we go, Steve. Hang on. Okay, because this new anti-insomnia sleep machine should counteract the effects of all the coffee you drank. I keep hearing you're concerned about my happiness. Are you ready, Beaker? Oh, Beaker? Oh, my God. conscience, I guess. I was walking in your shoes. I wouldn't worry none. Well, you and your friends are worried about me. I'm having lots of fun. Good. The right, oh, right? And this is from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> I was expecting to be go you know, me 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 me. <laughs> okay. 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 Uh, Marissa, is <laughs> there a, any beaker going memer? Okay. No memers. Memer. Memers. All right. Uh, anyhow, well, so watch a movie. Uh, that's a good one. Absolutely. Uh, another thing that you can do if, uh, you know, this is dragging on for a while now. Yes. Uh, the quarantine and uh, our well-being could use a boost. And research shows that looking at pictures of cute things can help. I use it all the time. Do I, you? I, except I call cute things porn. Oh, okay. <laughs> Isn't that yeah. adorable? But it's the same thing. <laughs> Like sloppy BJs to oh, me, oh they're cute. God. Yes. Oh my God. Right. Oh, look at that. That's so cute. <laughs> That's cute. Those are the cutest spit strings I've ever seen. Oh so cute. Adorable. Look at that. Oh wow. That ass smacking. Oh. That is so cute. <laughs> the way that mascara is running. Oh. It's so cute. <laughs> Oh, my God. Look how big her eyes are. So cute. That gagging. Adorable. The way her nose hits his stomach. Oh, my God. That is so cute. The way his testicles are speed bagging. Cute. Uh, Adorable. No, actually, there's been a, a like an influx of social media stuff. There, there is like there's two. I know. I just went up on a porn tirade, not a tirade, a celebration. There are two yes, videos yes. of groundhogs that I just think are adorable. Have you seen the groundhog eating? Oh. Well, we, we talked about oh, the pizza. It. The yeah, pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's adorable. Yeah. Did you see the groundhog? We work with a girl named Kelly, and she had a groundhog stuck in the engine of her car. Did you see that? I did not oh. see that. It no. was adorable. He was still alive, didn't yeah. die or anything right, like right. that. But look at that dead groundhog. Yeah, all ground up in the fan belt. That is so cute. It just ripped its head right off. That's adorable. And look at its weeping children. There's a hashtag you need to follow on Instagram called Boot My Nose. And it's all cute, adorable pictures of dogs, like, close up yeah. where they're no... And you, if you boop their nose, they get a like for it. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Uh, oh, I thought a, you said boot their nose. Yeah. Like, kick them in the face. Kick them right in the face. Uh, yeah. Boop, boop stomp this puppy. B-O-O-P, <laughs> boop my nose. And it is That's just... adorable. It is just close-ups. I like everything but the word boop. Yeah. yeah. What would you say? I don't know. Something besides boop, because that's not a real word. But that that is really cute. We're looking at the pictures right now. There's one that's they used a fish eye lens, and the nose just looks gigantic. 
Uh, Did you guys see the uh, the owl uh, video? I posted it on or uh, reposted on Twitter this weekend. The owl delivering the letter to somebody's window, like uh, Harry Potter. It, it, and so this, the caption uh, was um, somebody got accepted to Hogwarts this weekend, and it's an adorable owl who is just sitting at the window holding a letter in its beak. And awesome. But the owl is not only uh, gorgeous, but it's, it's a cute. It's a cute video as well. Somebody texted in CBE. Cutest bukkake ever. Oh, my God. <laughs> ever. When you got that in your yearbook? Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> look at the video of the owl. That's awesomely cool, oh, man. Let him in. That's legit. It. Like, they yeah. gave him I don't the know letter? What, I don't know what the context is, Casey, but uh, there's a, a, a tiny bit of audio, but this owl is sitting at the person's window with a letter in its beak. I doubt that it flew there and dropped it off. Maybe it's their pet owl, yeah. and they they, set the, uh, they set up the, the picture. I don't know, but he does. Looks like he doesn't want to let go of the letter. Uh, so, anyhow, yes, there is um, an article. It's titled "The Power of Kawaii." Viewing cute images promotes careful behavior and narrows attention folk attentional focus. Kawaii is apparently a Japanese word for cute, which I didn't know. Cute. I think of it as an island. In the Hawaiian Islands. This is so cute. In cute. In this work, cuteness. That's adorable. Was was uh, measured by how much something looked baby-like. Yeah. Which means a large head relative to the body size. That's Nick. A high, <laughs> a high and protruding forehead, large eyes, and so yeah. forth. Huh. That's me. You're adorable, Nick. This is so cute. Oh. Look, at have a picture of a mechamine eating a pizza. Uh, researchers in this study wanted to know not just if pictures of cute things made people feel better, but if they actually improved performance in certain tasks. Like like what? Well, they began by... Like Bukkake? No, not like Bukkake. So this is a... <laughs> more like Gloria. Oof. No. Uh, you, came at, you, you came at me like you just saw a cute video. Uh, they began by showing people pictures of animals. Some subjects saw baby animals, which were the cute condition. Yeah. You even went off. Yeah. And uh, others saw pictures of adult animals, which are less cute. Uh you know, if the the, uh, the Disney Channel, which you now you've signed on to Disney Plus, mm-hmm. they have the um, the elephants. The movie, uh, I think it's called Elephants. Meghan Markle uh, did the narration, and then there's one for the dolphins, Dolphin Cove, I think it's called. Uh, they're amazing, and and any animal captured the right way can be cute. Maybe save for like a jellyfish, but otherwise, uh, yeah, I, all this stuff is amazing, and and the amount of footage. That these photojournalists have accrued over the years with the state of the art. We talked to the guy who his profession basically was to film tigers. Yeah. And um, the shots that he got with these robotic cameras are amazing. All right. In your opinion, what is the cutest baby animal? I'm going to have to say a Nautilus. A Nautilus. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, cutest I baby. Uh, Babies th- th- of any species are yeah. cute. Yeah. But if you had to pick one, I think I would go with a baby bunny. That's what I was thinking, Case, because, like, the the ears are so cute and short. But, I, oh, man, a kitten is pretty freaking adorable. I love kittens. I love puppies. Mm-hmm. I love bear. Baby ducks are pretty cute. Oh, you're What right. about the moose? Mm. Baby, baby moose. No. ducks are cute. Why don't you forget the moose for a moment? <laughs> for a moment. Uh, so, all right, anyhow, so they had these people look at the cute condition and the less cute condition. Uh, they then had to perform tasks that required manual dexterity, similar to playing the game Operation, yeah. or that that required focus, 
What you doing there, Kath? She's throwing something at the French doors because the cats are there. Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> They're not uh, cute. The researchers They're not cute right now. <laughs> found significantly better performance among people who had first viewed cute animals as compared to those in the other group. So when you look at cute things, you perform better. Well, like Kathy now, she's looking at her cute cats through the French doors, and she's <laughs> hurling things at them. <laughs> the death stare. Uh, the practical implications of this research indicate that performance may improve in situations like work or driving if people are given access to cute images. I just feel good when I see there's there's a, a, a conservancy site on Twitter that I follow and they post pictures of wolves. And, and you know, again, they can be formidable creatures, certainly, but they are just beautiful animals. And, and Steve, they... especially when you're, like, when you're dealing with all the other crap on Twitter, and yes. then you get to oh the bulls, and you're like, okay, I needed this so right. badly. Oh, I, away I, from the other stuff. I reactivated. I went back up on Facebook for the first time in years. Why? Well, because so, so that I can do, like, the live video. I, I oh. And then I, I didn't realize, though, you can um, – you don't have to follow someone – you can sort of not follow them, and it serves the purpose of the mute button on yep. Twitter. Mm-hmm. So you are you like them, but you don't have to listen to what they have to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, but what about uh, also uh, babies? I mean, you know, there are some pictures of babies that are yeah adorable. Yeah. Crazy adorable. Totes adorbs. Totes yeah. adorbs. Uh, so while you're working at home, don't feel bad if you take a quick break to uh, look at puppies on Instagram, because <laughs> apparently it will help you. Uh, Case, should we break and come back from Murr? Do yeah. we have enough time? Speaking of adorable. Right, he's so adorable. He's adorable. That James Murray. Uh, we'll come back in a moment with uh, Jim Murray, James Murray, uh, Murr from the Impractical Jokers and more. So stay with us for Return shortly. This Wednesday, MMR celebrates our birthday. 52 years as Philadelphia's rock station. We're pulling out our deck of rock and roll cards, with each card representing MMR's top song from 1968 through this year. Listen as we present MMR. 52 years on shuffle, hosted by a true ace, Pierre Robert, surprisingly playing with a full deck. 52 cards, 52 years, 52 songs, in true Pierre fashion, completely shuffled, thus creating a wonderfully random journey through MMR's musical history. Details and a sneak peek at WMMR.com. MMR, 52 years on shuffle, the card game where everybody wins. From 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. Play blackjack at betrivers.com. Presented by Rivers Casino Philadelphia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Our next guest has got a movie out. He's got a book coming out. He's in the all-in challenge. Uh, They've got a tour still scheduled. Yeah. To be in Philadelphia August 14th at the Man Center. And he's one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Please (laughs) welcome Murr. James Murray. My practical jokers. Yo, bud, how you doing, man? I'm great, guys. I, I honestly, I miss you guys. It's been <laughs> too long. Seriously, you guys are like family to the to the jokers and I. It has been it's been a while. I did see you guys when you played uh, at the oh man um, BB and T. No, 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 no. Uh, oh, the the Met in the city at the Met. Yes, yes I did go yes. to, to that show, which was a lot of fun. We had a great time, but. I, I'm I'm a I'm a diehard Joker's fan, and uh, shame on me. I haven't seen the movie yet, man. I've got. Are you kidding? Me? I, I've, 
I'm slacking, Murr. Well, this sorry. gives you an opportunity, and I know. Then we can tell people it's that it's a lot of effort for me not to hang up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, man. yeah. Now, my, now my daughter has seen it and she loved it, so I've got to I got to get on board. So we'll make that required watching at the household, man. You know, I'm gonna iTunes gift you the movie. For God's sake. <laughs> oh, you don't have to do that. I, you guys. You guys have given me so much entertainment, I want to give you more money, so don't worry about it. <laughs> That's a good thing to have. Yeah, no, it, it's streaming on all the services, I believe, and uh, yeah, and, and doing well. Anywhere. Go to your local neighborhood blockbuster or Hollywood <laughs> video, you can rank <laughs> yeah. There is actually, I don't know if you saw the story, uh, there is uh, whatever, the one last blockbuster that's in existence is as was on the absolute, the death rattle, and now its business is booming. With people who are going That's by and, and, and renting uh, Blu-rays and stuff like that, so go- I love it. Here's what we do: we we go to that original, that that last remaining blockbuster. We open a little Circuit City kiosk in the back. It'll be a Circuit City. Yeah. By hey, the way, yeah, if you go to a furniture store that popped up out of nowhere, chances are before that it was a Circuit City. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? It, it's interesting because a few years ago, I think we were talking to Joe, and I remember asking him, you know, so. So what's the long game on on Impractical Jokers? I mean, you guys have had this successful television show. It's been uh, it still continues to be as big as it ever was. And I'm like, what 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 can be next? And he said, well, we, we're talking about a movie. And this was a few years ago. So I was like, yeah. okay, that's that's a logical you know something to keep your eye on and, and right. shoot for down the road. And sure enough, you guys have done it and it's been successful. And I don't know what you can do next. You know, I mean, it just keep cranking the show out, obviously, because it still has a huge following. But um, any other plans or is it just business as usual? You know, you know, I, I think we're going to take uh, like a few months just sitting at home in quarantine. I think that's next on our plan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I feel like we, we you know, it's, it's just come to that. Now we're taking a little break for a few months. No, you know, we got Misery Index starting up season two on TBS in, in uh, gosh, in like two weeks, May 14th. And then. I, I mean, I'd love to do a Joker sequel, uh, a movie sequel. That'd be awesome. I mean, you know, with just your firmly entrenched fan base. I know the movie's you know doing well, and and then obviously these kind of things just you, you get a word of mouth, uh, and there's still you know new converts to uh, the Impractical Jokers uh, show, and you know you got to watch this, you got to watch this, and then the viral stuff. But you have other things working, and one of them is is your your book series. Uh, which is uh, uh, doing very well, and now you have the the third book of the trilogy, Obliteration, is out. It's awesome. I, I read it. You know, you know, you write a book. I don't know about you guys. At the end of a broadcast in the morning, are you like, was that good or not? <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's <laughs> always us. That's yeah. always think, us. What did we do over the past couple hours? You have no idea. Like, you write a book, and you're like, at the end of the book, you're like, what did I just write? Was it? And then you go back and read it to polish. You're like, oh man, this is really good. Uh, Obliteration comes out in June. It's awesome. It's a culmination of the Awakened trilogy. It's scary and exciting and fun, and there's great heroes and great villains. And then, uh, and then I have another one coming out, another standalone thriller in the fall called Don't Move, which we just finished literally last week, and that's really scary. Too. Is this is that also with your same with your co-writer Darren uh, Wearmouth? Darren Wearmouth, yeah. Or as one radio station called uh, repeatedly, they called him on the air, uh, Darren Werewolf. By <laughs> <laughs> Darren Werewolf. Uh, do yeah. you have audio versions of these books? I'm the voice. No joke. I'm probably going to be recording the audiobook for Obliteration in my uh, bedroom. Oh, wow. I can't, to, I can't go to the studio. They're all shut down in Manhattan, right? So you're going to hear my dog barking in the background. <laughs> <laughs> well, a quick question because I, I love, you know, the, 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 the books have been received very well. Just remind us again of the general storyline. It's uh, the mayor of New York City up against this kind of evil uh, conglomerate that's uh, secretly running the world. It's... Um, 
uh, and there's, there's creatures that live underground, and he's got to fight against them, and they rise up in the third book, and, and he's got to fight against uh, insurmountable odds. That's so, the basic, so basic idea. let me ask you, has this been optioned? Are you, has it, uh, Hollywood shown any interest? Have you... That, that, that's always my plan is to, to sell into TV or film. You know, that, that was my background before Jokers. Could you work in TV development? So. Could you produce it in your living room under quarantine and just get yeah, it out that's there? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, you know, I'm thinking of casting my puppy, my fiance, as certain key roles. You know, I'll Why be wearing not? a number of wigs. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, here's the deal. I think um, with, with Jokers, your strength has become the weakness, which is, you know, like you guys were so good at at um, talking to people and improvising with the, with the regular. And, and the show is so good that now you guys are recognizable everywhere you go. But here's the deal with the the, the face masks that everybody's wearing. Once yeah. they sort of like the quarantine gets lifted a little bit and people are still walking around with faith, face masks. I think that could really work to your guys' advantage once again. We we basically engineered this pandemic to to brilliant. That is brilliant. We we we're not to blame for this, but no. But we we thought a lot about how to kind of change the show to to match the times, you know. And I think we're going to be just doing something pretty cool at home. The four of us that'll be on TV. We're working on it now uh, because you know we're we're in the same boat as everybody. You know, we're all kind of stuck here and uh, still struggling to keep our, our employees safe and keep them uh, employed in some way, you know. So uh, we'll get back to Jokers real soon to actually film in the TV show once we all kind of get through this together. So, Murr, you write uh, Sal does stand-up comedy. What what do, what do Joe and, and uh, Q like to do as far as creative outlets outside of uh, Jokers? You know, Joe does two things. He adopts dogs every week, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, and then he also does a ton of charity work. And then uh, Q just launched a beer company, uh, R&H Beer Company. It's no awesome. kidding. Yeah. I see his own beer line. I see Joe pop up. I was telling these guys there, there is a there is a TikTok, uh, like a model who uh, I see, um, and she's got like a couple million followers, and I see Joe pop up in her videos now and then. <laughs> Do you know who I'm talking about? Uh, I'm not sure. You know, I'm not big in the TikTok, but yeah. I know he does because he's got kids and, you know, he's always on it, but. I don't know who he did. Is he the model? No, well, he's yeah. with the model. Like, they're, they're doing, like, the clothes, you know, the switch and all that stuff. And I'm like, how the hell did he get hooked up with her? You know. <laughs> <laughs> all, it takes, all it takes, my friends, is a sense of humor. Yeah. And we're today. Sure, of course. What you look like. <laughs> <laughs> so, Murr, you know, everybody's trying to entertain themselves uh, at home. I, You know, I've got kids, and, and we try to find different things, games and stuff that we can play. And I was just thinking, you know, you guys have done so many great stuff. Uh, so many great things on on jokers. A lot of times it has to deal with unsuspecting people. The majority of the time, because the jokes on them. Uh, but there are things that you guys do in grocery stores, like where you have to throw certain items across a line, and the other person yeah. has to catch them and put them in basket. Are there any yep. riffs on some of the stuff that you guys have done that could maybe be an at home game that that people could play to entertain themselves now? Uh- I'll, I'll tell you a funny story, actually. We, we we did a challenge in Jokers. We did it a few times. It was called Stock Boy Shootout, where okay. we had it. We're on two different uh, parts of the aisle, and one and you have a, uh, a wagon full of toilet paper, and you've got to chuck it over people's heads 
and, and back and forth between uh, customers, back and forth with this crazy game. If we did that challenge now, there would be a riot in the supermarket. <laughs> yeah, people yeah. trying to grab it and run. Yeah, yeah you, you know? you, you, you'd be pandemonium. Yeah, so, yeah. some of my, my favorite bits you guys have done have been in the supermarkets, uh, whether it's uh, you're working there and you have to tell a secret to someone to go tell someone else, and they keep going back and forth. Or, uh, you know, the, the clipping of the balloons on the back of people is just, it's, it's yep. outstanding. When, when coming up with those bits, who, who all, who all contributes in that? And I know the four of you guys, but there's got to be more people involved in the R&D with that stuff. Yeah, we got a team of uh, basically our kind of high school friends that, uh, that are writers on the show and they pitch us ideas and we kind of refine it with them and go from there. And, uh, and they're awesome. They've been with us, most of them, since like day one. Which I'm sure you guys have the same experience at the radio station, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. there's a lot, a lot of people that have been with us for a long time. But the um, I wanted to ask you because, you know, looking through the, the, uh, the list of the people who are part of Impractical Jokers, the movie, uh, yeah, we, we talked about Paul Abdul, we talked about Joey Fatone, you know, and I think the last time we talked. But I forgot Will Ferrell's involved in this as well. How did we, we, we cast Will Ferrell as a non-speaking extra in the background <laughs> of a shot, which, which is a joke. Yeah. Also, I don't, you, you haven't seen the movie yet, but do you know there's only one song in the whole movie, the soundtrack? And it's, uh, it's Forever Your Girl by Paul Abdul. <laughs> we have, but we have different artists singing covers of her song. Oh. She's got Bon Jovi singing Forever Your Girl. We've got uh, uh, Method Man singing a version of it. We've got uh, uh, Harry Connick Jr. doing a version of it. Paul Abdul, of course. Fatone does a version. Our, our dream was that one day in your local circuit city, you go to pick up the, <laughs> you go to pick up the soundtrack in the Practical Jokers movie, and it's ten, song, 10 of the same songs. Oh. It's all one track. I love That's it. Excellent. I love it. I love it. And so it was. I was. I mean, listen. I mean, you. I'm sure you have a number of, of fans. Was was uh, Will Ferrell a fan of yours? You know, the, the movie was produced by Funny or Die, and he's one of the partners of Funny or there Die. There you go. His kids watch the show all the time, so he's a fan of it. And and uh, and we said, hey, you want to come in the movie? And we and here's the idea: you don't say anything, you're just in the background of a shot looking goofy. He's like, I'm in. <laughs> there we go. That's awesome. That's excellent. Yeah. How was Danica McKellar not in this movie? She, you know. We, we filmed on the East Coast. She lives in L.A. with her husband and kids, so uh, yeah, it just didn't happen. But in the sequel, who knows? You yeah, know, yeah. Sure they'll find new ways to embarrass me in front of her. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you're, you're the, the first meeting with her that you had <laughs> all greased up in its speedo <laughs> yeah. is one of my all-time favorite episodes. Uh, up until the movie, that was the most embarrassing moment of my life. But okay. in the movie... I'm not going to spoil anything. Right. Plenty of people have seen it. But in the movie, they, uh, my birthday fell in the middle. of the, My birthday's next week. We were filming the movie two years ago, and my birthday fell in the middle of filming. So after we finished filming on my birthday two years ago, they took me out uh, hours later uh, to a club where gentlemen might go. Yes. Uh, yeah. You know, to, for a birthday. And, uh, <laughs> and we were there. The guys and I directed the movie. I'm drunk. I'm like eight, nine shots of whiskey in. And, uh, and we're in this club for gentlemen. And uh, the entire back wall of the club opens up, and they flew in my entire family to see me happy birthday. From my nine-year-old nieces up to my sisters and brothers-in-law, oh, and they're all there with birthday hats singing happy birthday while I have a couple of uh, ladies on. Oh, it, was, God. it was a thousand times more embarrassing than Danica McKellar. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. And that's right. in the movie. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and do you get – I mean, listen, you, you know, you've, you've got to love the attention, but – People are going to want to tell you their favorite thing in the show when they meet you. It's just part of what they do. Um, and I, I'm sure after a while it gets a little bit old, but uh, do you still enjoy hearing that or reliving those moments? 
Of course. Yeah, I love okay. it. You know, I, I, I just hosted like a, I've been doing stuff for fans at home. You know, I've been doing Zoom calls, you know, yeah. game nights for families. We did, we played Twister online one, uh, two weeks ago. I did Joker's Trivia last week, uh, last Saturday. And going back and watching the old stuff like that is awesome. And, and the, the biggest compliment we get, honestly, and we've spoken about this before, but the, the biggest compliment we get is that we're the show that the whole family agrees on. And oh, yeah. if, honestly, if going through this kind of crazy time we're going through, if our show helps families laugh and get through this, then it is all worthwhile. It's one of those things you can just leave on and you can come in and out and, and it can yeah. just it all. And then the next thing you know, everybody's sitting around watching and laughing at the same thing. Case, the reason I asked yes. about people throwing the old bits at you is Casey came in one day. It was years ago. He's like, I saw Murr singing with this gospel choir dressed as Dracula. <laughs> and he just couldn't get that image out of his head. You were dying. Yeah. I just the the... I don't even. I don't even have to listen to it. Just the the sight of you dressed as Dracula in the middle yeah. of the gospel choir is hilarious. Yeah, the spirit came over me. I was, I was, I was moved that day. Uh, it's it's fantastic. Well, listen. As of now, as of now, Mur the the Scoopskip Potatoes store uh, tour is still set. Uh, for we'll, August, we'll see. You know, yeah. It's, it's listen, like every, like every tour, we're we're waiting and seeing, and and uh, we'll yeah. let fans know ASAP if we have any any news. Yeah, but you know, without without fail, you guys will will be here because you continue to come back to the Philly area. It's got to be. I mean, it's huge for you here. I mean, you guys have loads of of fans. So I know. <laughs> yeah, we'll we love it. I, I live I live pretty close by. I'm in Princeton now. So. Oh, oh, you're in Princeton, nice. dude. That's yeah. uh, excellent. Just up the road. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, the book comes out June 23rd, and it is Obliteration, the third in your series, and you're working on another one, and uh, obviously the movie is out. And I promise, dude, I'll get it. We will, I will watch it this Sounds week. Sounds good. I, next time we talk, I'm going to grill you on the movie. Yeah. Done deal. You can test us all. We'll all know right. it backwards and forwards. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Always so good. I miss you guys. We Love miss you, guys. you too, Murray. Hang in there, bud. We'll talk to you Thank soon. You. James yeah. Murray. Nice guy, Jokers. He's he's awesome. And you know what? The the last time when we went to uh, the Met and uh, privilege, we had yeah. a chance to actually. I was going to uh, come out and make a stage announcement. Right. So I took my daughter and and her friend, and we were backstage, and and we were going to you know meet, and maybe get a picture real quick. Well, the guys were out at dinner or whatever, and uh, sometimes you know when they're on tour, they're doing tons and tons and tons of shows. So when they come in t- uh, for stage time. They just show up at the last second, and then they go right. and they do their show. So we were waiting and waiting. We didn't get a chance to meet them ahead of time. There were there wasn't a planned meet and greet, right? Or right. Like that's so why I was going to do stage announcement. So we're standing off to the side. It's dark backstage. They don't know who we are, and they're literally getting ready to walk out onto the stage. And Joe sees my daughter and her friend and uh, me with a camera, and he just came over and and you know started giving him a hug and mugging for the camera, and he didn't have to do that. He wasn't asked to do That's it. That's cool. It, it spoke volumes about yeah. what type of people they are. Yeah. So, no, that's how, However, Sal was looking at a side eye like, who are those people? <laughs> yeah. Who's, well, who's but, that? but Sal doesn't like, uh, he's, he's very... Um, Guarded? Uh, he's, he's like germaphobe and, and, okay. and he, you know, strangers and yeah, things yeah. like that kind of weird him up. That's part of who he is, and okay. you know that from watching the show. Well, Sal's been doing a lot of stuff with Big Jay Okerson yeah. and, uh, and Dan Soder lately. So, And actually, I think we're going to yeah, we're gonna have Soder on he's later on this, on week, this right? week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Awesome. Excellent. Hey, by the way, a few people texting him wanting to know what the res- results were from Isolation Idol. Yes. We made the announcement earlier. Giovanna, the 19-year-old who sang House of the Rising Sun a cappella. In Norristown, ended up winning the whole thing. 
So amazing. She got, she got loads of votes, and uh, yeah, she is uh, she is now the isolation idol champion. Five hundred bucks and a one hundred dollar gift card from uh, Wilson's Secret Sauce. But uh, the second place was uh, Nicole. Third place was Phil, and everybody did great. They were awesome. So, Thank God you had to choose because we couldn't have done it. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, no, I could. I, there's no. no way I could have. Uh, per, you know, narrowed it down to uh, to one person. So uh, we're glad you guys did all the work for us. Thank you. Yes. As always. Uh, also, we want to mention, we're going to try and do a little bit of work for you and a little bit of appreciation uh, for people who uh, are probably not going to go around telling everyone what a great job they're doing, uh, but somebody who you appreciate. And it is, we're doing uh, Preston and Steve's Frontline Heroes. We have a sign that we will put in their yard for you if you would like to nominate someone. Uh, Marissa, what's the latest? Are we still having some issues online with this? Yeah, we, we use a company that has a really great form that we can get all of the information pretty simply. Um, they crashed this morning, and I think it's because so many people went onto their site to do that. So uh, there is a link on PrestonandSteve.com. There's a little note right now that says uh, the submission form has crashed, uh, but it will be up shortly. I'm talking to the people. They're, like, moments away from fixing it. All right. Okay, so keep that in mind. If there's somebody that you want to... Uh <clears throat> make sure is acknowledged, and uh, we'll do it for them. We'll make it easy. We'll put a sign in their yard, and it says, uh, you know, a um, a frontline hero lives here, and it's got our logos on it, so they'll know that this isn't something they went and put out there themselves. <clears throat> Norm- yeah, normally we, we would probably be reticent to do that. But we want it, we want the message to be clear. These are not people going, look at me. Right. Uh, and we, we're celebrating them. Yep. So uh, if there's somebody you'd like to nominate, you can go to com. If you can't get that information on there right away, just be slightly patient. Yep. And uh, follow the instructions, and uh, we'll get you up and running. So Absolutely. D- just a little thank you. It's a gesture. Everybody's trying to... Uh, you know, use some gestures to say thank you, and uh, we're just, you know, doing our part. From well one hero it. to another. It's what we do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, I saw this. I, I did a little, uh, um, I've done a couple of Zoom, not only meetings, but a couple of uh, virtual happy hours and things like that. My and, wife is all about them, man. She's loving them. Yeah, so is uh, so is Rochelle. And in fact, you know what? I'm going to do two things. I'm going to do uh, a shard out. Uh, and then I'm going to mention a new development in that. But uh, this email is from Josh, who says, "Hey, I want to get a uh, shout out. Is for a Facebook group, so it's not a uh, it's not a Zoom, a Facebook group called Honest Trav's Virtual Dive Bar. A friend of a friend started this group as a way to help keep people occupied during the current state of life. He figured he'd get maybe 500 members. Turns out, four weeks in, the dive bar has over 40." thousand members wow it's turned into this crazy world of beer chugging general mischief and mayhem that being said it's also helping people musicians are doing live shows where members can donate uh to me any little bit counts and i feel like this is helping some who might be having a tough time so i just wanted to give a, a shout out a sure. mention real quick Let me pop it up there uh so that's from that's from josh rang uh, who wanted to mention that. So once again, it's called Honest Trav's Virtual Dive Bar. So my wife has been doing uh, not only the Zoom happy hours, she's also been doing um, doing some exercise classes ah. uh, as well and enjoying them. Uh, and also, but the thing to remember, if you do those things, a lot of these people won't ask for, you know, the, the payment. Right, but right. A, a nice, if you can, a little tip to send along to them would be nice. Uh, you know, if, if, you, if they have the ability to do that, always remember that they're, they're providing that service gratis. A lot of them. By the way, so with with Zoom exploding in, in popularity right now, 
Facebook is launching its own group video chat as an alternative. Yeah. So this is coming out. Uh, messenger rooms will allow video chats involving as many as 50 people who won't have to have face, a Facebook account. Uh, so it's going to be available on Facebook and its messenger app, and the chats will be free with no time limit. I mean, that's... Go ahead. I'm sorry. I have a question about Zoom because uh, I've been doing Zoom uh, reunions with high school friends. And so we did another one on Friday night, which was great. We we're actually connected with somebody in uh, uh, Colombia in South America, which is really cool. Um, but uh, I think Zoom has and I think it happened with our work Zoom conference last week. There's an allotted amount of time where you can do a conference with a certain num- number of people and then that expires. Or am I mistaken? I, do you guys no, know? You- you're- I've only dabbled in it. There was a 40-minute window, Kathy, on the one that I did the other night. Yeah, but you can extend it. I don't know what okay. the purpose is of that, but you just it just says, hey, we've extended your time. Like, it tells you when you log in, you only have 40 minutes because that's the basic plan. But then when the 40 minutes is up, it says, we extended it. But now I don't know. Because we got kicked off. And, oh, and you, so, so I, I don't know if, like, if you do it one time, you know, they, they kind of uh, give you that leniency, and then after that, they kick you off. But I did it on Friday, and I never got kicked off. I was on for about two hours. Okay. Wow, okay. All right. Uh, so they're going to have no time limit on this particular one, Facebook is. People will also be able to use Facebook's augmented reality filters or jump between chats. Uh, so I guess the augmented uh, filter is something you can put a background? Or, yeah, yeah, you know? right. Uh, so in order to avoid the kind of security problems that Zoom users have had, including trolls, Zoom bombing chats with racist messages or porn, Messenger Rooms users will uh, who create a chat can choose participants, throw people out if needed, or lock the room out if they want to. But what if your racist organization is having a Zoom chat and you want to leave that on? Oh, uh, maybe there's a you click yeah, a yeah. button. Uh, for R- racist. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Keep racism. Please keep racist statements on. Uh, so that's something that's starting up. So it makes sense. Yeah, know, I mean, that's why, that. Nick, I know you, you grunted and rightfully so when I said I was back on Facebook. I just went back on for for the video aspect of it. I'm finding, though, of of the of the available streaming video options, I'm, is Instagram the most popular? Inst- Marissa? Like, you know, there's Facebook. I you mean, can't do... It's harder to do, I think, group stuff on Instagram. And listen, we did the, uh, most of Isolation Idol last week using Facebook, Facebook Messenger and yeah. Facebook Live, and so and it worked really well. The the audio on Friday was gr- was great. I just on in general, I have a lot of things against Facebook, and so I I, I haven't been on it. No, I, I I agree, I agree. But I, there's there's sometimes you just you're going up against a brick wall. What pisses me off, by the way, is on. So you have we've talked about this. Would it kill him to have an Instagram component for your laptop as well? Yeah, why? It's I like, know. Well, you I can, mean, honestly. You, you no. can do more now, Steve, because uh, periodically. You you, no, but you, you can post, do. You can't go live. You can do direct message and you can check and you can like stuff. But, yeah, no, you, you're right. You can uh, still long, no longer post on Instagram using the laptop. And I, I, and I, I and so I, to me, that's just dumb. And I don't understand the methodology of why. They would want to have you just using your phone. Well, be, well, I, I guess and in a way because Facebook owns Instagram, they don't want it. I don't same. R- mm. I, the same or whatever. But why not just allow the, that option? For example, I went on. Um, Sarah and Jackson had their. Um, they did an Instagram thing, Instagram Live, and so I, I, I didn't want to watch it on the phone. I wanted to watch it, and I, I could have watched it on the on the the uh, the computer, but I also I had my iPad, and you can't do it in. You have to use the regular Instagram app on an iPad, which just looks horrible. Yeah. You know, there, there are things that they can do to sort of 
accommodate the different formats that would make. You, you know, there's nothing now that allows you to go across all formats. Uh, you know, with one stream, and that's what the, a lot of people are calling for. So you do one stream, Preston. It's on Instagram. It's on Facebook. So if Facebook, if Facebook owns Instagram. Why not allow you to go on both formats? I agree. I'm not sure what the uh, the what's going is. on here. Yeah, I don't understand. But I tell you what, one good thing is coming from this: STDs are down. Oh, Yay! Yay! Yes, Perfect. The number of sexually transmitted disease cases has plummeted, at least in New York City, uh, since COVID nineteen. Uh, and that is a uh, COVID nineteen. Well, that's a good thing, I guess. <laughs> so it just took the COVID nineteen virus to yeah. Re- yeah. Uh, the but num- it seems like you've replaced something with something else. The number of confirmed cases of STDs fell eighty percent uh, to one thousand and thirty-seven for the week of April twelfth, which is down from five thousand and seventy-three for the week of March first. Uh, Dr. K- uh, Chris Bungay, <laughs> oh boy, Bungay, yeah, is an internist with Gotham Medical Group. Oh, so works with Batman. Works with Batman. Nice. Bungay works with Batman. Uh, said he treated three or <laughs> Dr. Bungay. Good to see you. Three or four <laughs> patients for STDs at the beginning of the coronavirus outbreak, but can the coronavirus be transferred through farts? Uh, has not had. <laughs> Any patients called to complain of symptoms in a month, and uh, he said that's what social distancing will do. I would imagine the safest sexual act would be the hot Carl. I think if you fart in someone's mouth, they yep. might. Well, actually, they did a study on this. Yeah, they did. They did. And, and you would have to have the same sort of um, pulpy. Um, pulpy? Yes. Uh, particulate pulpy. matter. Uh, right. You would have to have that. That sort of situation. Now they say most pants will serve as a as right a filter, a, a barrier. But but say you're Chuck Berry, right? And you're farting in your hooker's mouth, and you really want to fart in someone's right. mouth, which is just a thing that it's he enjoys. Your thing. Hey, the king of rock and roll. Yeah, right. Yeah. Everyone's got their own groove, man. Yeah. So some patients have uh, elected to stop taking HIV preventative treatment, known as PrEP. P small R. Little yes. Big E. Big P. I don't know. What P. Yes. I don't know what it spells hand again. Well, it's spelled perhap. <laughs> perhap. Yeah, perhap. Uh, because they knew that they would not be sexually active. Yes. Um, and he said there's no point to taking something for preventative if there's no way uh, for them to get HIV if they're not having sex. Uh, so apparently sex is going way down but and thus STDs are going way down. Self-pleasuring, as you would imagine, oh my has God. skyrocketed. I wonder if people oh. are trying new things. So prep yeah. is a uh, pill, by the way, pre-exposure prophylaxis. Okay. So it's a it's a drug. P little R big E big P. Right. Um, it's a to prevent HIV. Yep. You see the commercials on TV. Apparently, you take it if you're a uh, like a in a jazz recital group. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, they're all doing stuff very cool, very social stuff. And, okay, gotcha. Uh, but uh, the the one guy who is a very good spokesman for it, uh, you know, the the commercials run, and apparently, it's a very effective. Medicine. I wonder if there are people that are that are getting tired of pleasuring themselves and are trying to find <clears throat> new and interesting Another ways hand. to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, if they're if they're you know, oh, getting more inventive, trying a banana peel or something along those lines. Banana too, peel. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't gotten to that point yet. No. Yeah. Microwave a banana peel. Hmm. But then again, it'll burn your uh, <laughs> you, you'll burn your Johnson. Your what, what was the what was the most what was the most um, <laughs> Uh, elaborate system that you've ever employed for self-pleasuring. I tried, Kathy. Kathy. (laughs) (laughs) I tried, I think I told you about this one time. There was a, 
It was, and this is as a you know, like a young teenager, right? And I'm right. looking to bang anything, right? Okay? You're, and you're also trying to get good at it. So it was a God. How do I even describe this? It was something you might win at a carnival. Okay, so like a stuffed animal? Nope. It was. Uh, it was. Oh, I know what you're talking rubber about. with water. It's called a water weenie. Oh, is, is that what a water yeah. weenie is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got a hole in it, and and you can you, it, it runs through your hands. Oh yeah. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh yes, I do. And it, it it turns itself inside. It's like inside out. It's hard. Right. It's hard to explain. Right. But I'm like, that thing might feel good. That's vaginal. Yeah. <laughs> Did it? It didn't feel good. No. It didn't work. Damn it. I was so disappointed because Did I'm you like, bring it back to the carnival and like, tell them? This is brilliant. <laughs> Listen. This is going to actually feel great. But it doesn't, it moves so much it doesn't actually. Have any um, firmness. Yeah. Right. It doesn't. It's like banging move, a cloud. It doesn't move what needs to be moved. Right. So, yeah, that's the most elaborate thing I ever tried. Uh, for, a sock was the most for a me. Sock. Yeah. See, to me, that seems like it would be uh, kind of, it would. You know that material, the cotton. It, it was, was a dress sock for dress shoes. Oh, yeah, oh so, yeah, okay. So okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> I wouldn't use regular argyles. I mean, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's yeah. That's about as yeah. That is okay. Kathy, inventive as I ever got. Kathy, what about you? Cucumbers. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Not what I use the water weenie for. <laughs> you probably use it for its intended use. Mm-hmm. Those were fun. I did always like them. How the wa- water weenies? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, so anyhow, uh, STDs are down, so oh, happy day. Yay! Right? <laughs> All right, I want to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. I do have some bizarre file stories that I think you are going to enjoy. We have a few other things going on, including another chance for you to win 500 bucks. MMR's Rock Refund is taking place once again with uh, a chance to win seven times a day. We already went through it once. We're going to shoot again for your chance to grab that money, so stay with us. We'll break and come back. And uh, more on the way, so we'll be back shortly. Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Can I do a short out? Oh, yes. This This is a time for, in these uncertain times, we could always use a short out. Uh, Hey, Preston, I am trying to send a huge short out to my husband. I recently gave birth to our daughter, Liliana. Does he not? On March 24th. I think he knows. uh, Via C-section. Our daughter was in the NICU for respiratory issues for two weeks. Soon after, I was hospitalized with bacterial pneumonia and quarantine for possible COVID, and I was unable to see my children and husband during this time. Uh, Somehow, my husband managed to take care of our son, who has special needs, while going to visit our daughter in the NICU. My husband is a Philadelphia detective. He's the most amazing father. We love the Preston and Steve show. Uh, Thanks for getting us through some dark times. Uh, we are all home, happy, and healthy. Rock on. Your number one listener, Melanie. So this is for her husband. Do a shout uh, out. Uh, this is a Tom Jones. All right, here this you go. Right. Tom Jones. I don't know his name, though. She didn't include it in here. She just said her husband. So her name is Melanie Brennan. So if, okay. you, if you know Melanie's husband, then... Uh, Detective Brennan. Detective Brennan. Thank Let's you. Go with that. It's another way to put it out. And then another one that says, hey, guys, um, long-time listener, I sent a video in before of my daughter Addison singing along uh, to This Is My Fight Song with Steve. <laughs> it's great. Uh, Addison's 12th birthday is this Wednesday. Sorry, I don't always get these on time. Uh, she's a little bummed out about having a birthday during the quarantine, but she always gets a kick out of uh, 
when she hears the the shard outs. And I would ask if sometime this week you could give Addison Deppy a shard out for her 12th birthday. I really appreciate it. Sincerely, her loving dad. Paul Deppy, uh, and he says, P.S. is a police officer that podcasts you during the night shift. Thank you for your continued support of our first responder. So here's a chart. Do we rock a Tom Jones as well? Well, she shares a birthday, it looks like, with WMMR, so... Let's see we have yeah. So there you go for your 12th birthday. Uh, and I know what it's like. We had my, my daughter's 13th birthday was yesterday. I got to show you guys. You know what? And I'll, I'll post online a picture of this. But Caroline wanted to make a special cake for her birthday. So she and Carter and they Ro- make? Rochelle got together and did it. And we all thought this was going to be one of those nailed it, yeah. you know. Uh, Mistakes. <laughs> yeah. It turned out awesome, and I can What's only. What's the flavor? It's a uh, it's chocolate and vanilla. But the thing is, is the inside of it looks like a oh, check. Stop it! Looks like a checkerboard. I hate What did you. your overachieving family do now? It's pretty awesome. It looks <laughs> it looks like bakery quality. God, I but, hate you so much. But inside of it, the, I had nothing to do with this. But they they pulled it off, Kathy. I thought for sure it was going to fall apart. And uh, oh, but come on, it came out. Here's what the slices look like, Steve. It looks like little checkerboard, like a checkerboard. Yeah, it was. Do you guys all awesome. hug each other at night too? Shut like, up. I love you. Shut up. <laughs> Good night, John Boy. Did you like the picture I posted of all of us Good wrapped night, in Caroline's. our sheets? Good night, Preston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Everybody says goodnight to each other, mm-hmm. and they hug each other. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's so warm like, and Brush your teeth. We well, do our. We Rochelle's do our... handling all that while you're down in the basement drumming. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Five hours. <laughs> Daddy's needing to take off some energy. Mm. No, I still do our special handshake every night. Oh, Lisa Caroline and I Aww. do. Yeah, yeah Super but cute. Uh, Kathy was warning yeah. that she's going to hate you for a little bit soon, but then that'll go away. Yeah, it will. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to let you know it doesn't last. Oh, yeah, that's right. Tell right, me about right, that. Yes, yeah. All right, uh, we got to do the bizarre file. So here we go. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre file. Kathy, oh, Kathy, if it helps, my kids get lousy grades in school. So there you oh, go. That's <laughs> good. Thank you. That make you feel <laughs> that's, that's better? That's good. All right. They're not over times. Yeah. Uh Casey just got all bummed out and left the studio for some reason. I don't know what that was all about. Uh-oh. Must have been something you said. Oh, sponsor probably. Must have been about that so. cake. That cake was so impressive <laughs> that he couldn't take it. <laughs> I thought it was too. a good thing, and here I am pissing people oh, off. Oh, I think he, the sponsor. I feel terrible about myself. All right. You got a sponsor? Yeah. All right. The beef, had, did you hurt your shoulder again? Stupid door was so heavy. <sighs> Goddamn! Why do they expect us to open doors around here? <laughs> All right. I mean, that's uh, how. I mean, listen. First, no Dunkachino, and then we don't have door openers. <laughs> what? This is inhuman. It's brought to you by Andy Moyer Lumber. All locations remain open to provide your building material and hardware needs and are focused on customer and staff safety. You can call or email ahead for curbside pickup or delivery. Find them at admoyer.com. All right. A Missouri hunter is recovering from a wound to the back of his head after being attacked by a bobcat. Not a moose? No, not a moose. This, uh, the Why spring- don't you forget the moose for a moment? Uh, the uh, paper reported that the hunter from Cleaver, Missouri, which I've never even heard of. Cleaver? Yeah, and I'm from Missouri, was uh, turkey hunting on Monday, the first day of turkey season. <laughs> So the hunter was using a turkey call to lure birds in. Turkey! (laughs) Turkey! 
<laughs> turkey! <laughs> turkey! Turkey, 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 That's the turkey call. Yeah. <laughs> he was using a turkey call. Turkey! Yeah. Turkey, turkey, turkey! And instead... The noise got the attention of a large male bobcat, which pounced on the hunter, forcing him to kill the bobcat. Bobcat! Yeah, so th- I think he said bobcat by accident. <laughs> the bobcat response. Bob! Uh, Cat! So the con- a conservation agent uh, wrote in his report that the hunter felt a crash on his shoulder and head as if he was being attacked. The hunter fought it off and then shot the bobcat. Uh, the hunter declined to be interviewed, saying that he had received backlash on social media for killing the bobcat and posting photos of the dead bobcat on his Facebook page. Uh, the post has since been removed. Well, he he would not have uh, killed the bobcat were it not attacking no, him. No, and, and he did the right thing, yeah. and he immediately called the department and reported that he had killed a bobcat. But right. people just didn't like the idea that he's posting pictures of a dead cat well, anyway. It, it, well, listen, you know, I'm a... I'm, we're all animal people, but it, it is something wild, and 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 that's the way they attack. They jump, they attacked him. Yeah, on the back of his neck. Yeah. With all the layers of the story, the thing that stood out to me most was that turkey season's in April and not November, like around Thanksgiving time. I just assume. I hate when turkeys take <laughs> selfies and they leave a whole bunch of stuff in the picture behind them. I know. Me it, too. It's you know, look at how cluttery that is. Can you even consider your surroundings? All right, in Oklahoma, the reported sighting of an animal that looked like a mountain lion had residents on edge Thursday night. Was it, in fact, a mountain lion? No, and listen to this. You're going to love this, Steve. A photo of the animal reportedly seen was shared on social media, prompting police to search for the animal, even sending the police helicopter up in the air to assist. Officials with the Department of Wildlife Conservation said <laughs> the animal spotted Thursday night was not a mountain lion. Officials said game wardens at the scene were able to investigate the photo and evidence to pass along to the department's biologists for further analysts. They were confirming the animal was a typical house cat. <laughs> oh my god. That appeared large due to the topography and angle of the photo. Oh my god. So it's just looks a cat. It, it was a standard like tabby. But the way that it was taken made it appear as if it was large, and they they, they called out the helicopter. That's too funny. So it was pretty classic. Now we have some big cats, but no bobcat size. Uh, there is legal. There's legal precedent, and then there's Monty Python, and the two overlapped this week when a BC British Columbia small claims court sided with a Salt Spring Island resident who sued another man for allegedly selling him a defective parrot. His My- parrot's broken. Michael Davy said he noticed the parrot, Tiberius, was missing a few tail feathers when he bought it, uh, but was told the bird was only molting and had clipped wings but was otherwise healthy. I assume you'll send its head along at some point. But to paraphrase one of the British comedy troupe's most beloved sketches, the plumage didn't enter into it. <laughs> Tiberius should have had a life expectancy of up to 40 years. Yeah. Davy-, Davy soon learned that he had a fatal disease and, in fact, faced the prospect of becoming an ex-parrot in just a fraction of that time, uh, the tribunal member, Julie Gibson, wrote, I find that there was an implied warranty in the party's contract that Tiberius would be healthy for at least six months. Well, you think they're going to live. Instead, Tiberius became very ill within weeks of the applicant's purchase. So, yes, he should have been upfront about all of that. How much does an average parrot cost? I bet they're pretty damn expensive. I like, couldn't tell you. Even the little suckers? Um. Yeah. Maybe. Man. I mean. I don't know. Uh, some of the some of the more. 
pretty ones are are not yeah. even really that bird. big. You know, yeah. <laughs> I've uh, never. I've. We've always had cats, so having, yeah. you know, it seems wrong. it's tough to have both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you ever have a bird? I did. Yeah, I had a cockatiel, so and, I had, and I had I had finches as well. Yeah. Okay. I went through a bird phase. Which is a pain in the ass. They are so much work, well, are they not? They are. They make a mess like you would not and, believe. And not just the crap. I mean, they, they their food flies everywhere. And, and don't they suffer, like, depression and things like that? Possibly, I guess. I'm not really sure. Uh, Steve, we're looking at anywhere from, you know, a couple hundred bucks to $2,000. So that's so. The, the couple hundred is probably the ones with the terminal illness. Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right, this that's, is pretty wild. And the terminal illness bin over there, they're pretty cheap. From the purple streak in the in her hair to the holographic shoes she wears, a Chicago astronomer says, Middleton-based doll maker, American Girl. You know American Girl. Do I ever? I bought some for my niece. Stole her likeness and adapted her name to create a popular astronaut doll. Lucianne Walkowitz. That's a, the name of the astronaut doll? Yeah. No, well, that's the name of the astronaut uh, a Ted Senior Fellow at the Old uh, Adler Planetarium, who has spent much of her career with NASA's Kepler mission, is asking in a lawsuit filed late Wednesday that American Girl and its parent company, Mattel, stop selling the Luciana Vega doll, uh. which first appeared in 2018. The doll is described on American Girl's website as an aspiring astronaut ready to take the next giant leap to Mars. I mean, they clearly stole this woman's identity. You so, can see the... You, well, here's is that the, obvious? Let me explain. According to the trademark lawsuit filed in U.S. District Court, Walkowitz has lectured extensively on Mars exploration and done considerable research with the Kepler mission on the constellation Lyra, which contains Vega yeah. as its brightest star. Walkowitz has often discussed Vega, the lawsuit states. So the name of the doll is Luciana Vega, which is... Getting ready to take this the trip to Mars. Okay. Now, during her career, the lawsuit states Walkowitz has taken on a distinctive appearance, including a purple streak on the right side of her hair and holographic shoes. The doll's dark hair also has a purple streak on the right side and holographic shoes. And they both have Yosemite Sam tattoos above their cooters. <laughs> oh, now that's left out of the story. But the lawsuit claims Rebecca Ducoupier who is a lead designer of American Girl's Girl of the Year brand, attended Walkowitz's Monetaris appearance with other American Girl employees. In 2016, the American Girl signed a deal with NASA for the space agency to consult the accuracy of American Girl's dolls. And one of those NASA consultants attended a conference that year in Pittsburgh where Walkowitz was speaking. Well, this is more than just happenstance. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's clearly, uh, uh, they, she clearly has a case. Yeah, in addition to a cease and desist order uh, barring sales of the Luciana Vega doll and accessories, the lawsuit seeks unspecified compensatory, punitive, and other damages. And it also seeks the cancellation of American Girls Luciana and Luciana Vega trademarks. It might be time for an American lawyer doll. Yeah, yeah maybe. Right, maybe. Lawyer doll. Uh, yeah. Those things are expensive. Yes, those American are. Girl mm-hmm. dolls. And every... All the things you buy to go along with and them, their and salons, and all their all of that. It's yeah. what what an industry. Yeah, yeah. So, but the Yosemite Sam tattoo, I did <laughs> but, not. I mean, that's an obvious giveaway. Yeah, they yeah. both. Do I hate coconuts? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no can idea. I tell you a quick American Girl doll story? Yeah. So my goddaughter, um, she asked for one. This was a few years ago, and I really had no idea what they were. And so I went and I looked. And I'm like, oh my god, these things are expensive. So I was like, maybe I can find like a used one on the yard sale site. And then I'm like, oh, that's lame. Like I can't give that to her for it was for Christmas. So I bought her one. I bought her the clothes. I bought her a chair. Like it, it and it cost you know a decent yeah. amount of money. I gave it to her. I find out like a month later, she goes, that thing freaked me out. I gave it away. <laughs> oh, I gave god, it away. 
way. She, she said it freaked her out. I'm like, wow. you wanted it. That's why you always get a South American doll first. <laughs> there you go. All right, hey, it's 10 o'clock. Oh! 93.3 WMMR. Now, your rock refund keyword. And that word is bling. B-L-I-N-G. You have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. Three ways to do it. You can text it to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or to be automatically entered for the $10,000 grand prize, enter on the MMR mobile app or at WMMR.com. One random entry wins $500 in this company-wide contest, and that person will get a call from Beasley. Uh, so be sure you answer your phone. Contest rules are at WMMR.com, and it is sponsored by A&T Subaru and Chevy in Sellersville. So the word, again, bling, B-L-I-N-G. Get on it. Win the money. Good luck to you. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. When a reporter finishes a story, what questions did you wish they'd asked? What's one unexpected detail they didn't have time to explore? Why is it even happening? Get to the why behind issues that matter in your community. The Why from WHYY uncovers interesting parts of the story you haven't heard about yet. The impact of those stories on your life and your neighborhood. There's more to every story, if you take the time to tell it. Subscribe to The Why wherever you get your podcasts. Don't settle for part of the story. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. What would you say to that uh, person you know, that neighbor that you know, uh, who's doing some really cool stuff, working on the front line is the uh, is the phrase now. Uh, maybe you wouldn't say anything. Maybe you say something to us and we do something about it. We have uh, created these frontline hero signs that we, the members of the President Steve Show, are going to go and put in some people's front yards for them. And it says a frontline hero lives here and it's got our logos on it so it doesn't you know, appear as if someone were to put that in their own front yard. It's a, uh, a little token of appreciation. And speaking of appreciation, I want to thank Casey for fast-tracking and getting these signs. Uh, and he got them through MNC Designs in uh, Roebling, New Jersey, and KBC Print Resources in Havertown. And they printed them up over the weekend for us. And, so uh, cool. We're going to distribute these starting today. If you have someone you would like to nominate, you can go to PrestonSteve.com. And tell us about the front hero in your life. And we need their address, too, by the way. Yeah, and I like this because uh, we were able to do a couple of different things here. Obviously, we want to um, recognize the efforts of the frontline workers. But also, we were able to help out a couple of local businesses, you know, with, uh, with the sign printing and stuff like that. My, my uh, one friend that I reached out to, like, they were getting ready to close up shop. They haven't been able to work in a month. You know, so just being able to send a little business some somebody. God, that's you know, great. Somewhere. Yeah, I mean, because that's honestly that's mm-hmm. such an essential thing, and that's awesome to hear that. Yep, so, very cool. Uh, so send over a little bit of info, and uh, we'll do what we can. We're not gonna. There's no way we're gonna be able to get to everybody. Our resources are thin as well right now, too. A lot of people are staying at home working. And uh, obviously, we're keeping our distance and, and you know, playing by the rules. So. I mean, we're usually standoffish and try to, you know, stand away from But now, we just have to do it for medical purposes. I just hope somebody doesn't, uh, you know, uh, see me on the front yard and call the authorities. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's, he's got to be like a goatee or something. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's wearing yeah. a rush shirt. <laughs> I got I got yelled at at um, 
Wawa over the weekend because and I, I wasn't even thinking. He yelled at. Every, yeah, because I was wearing my mask. The guy in front of me was on was the wearing, back of your head. He was wearing his mask. But I just kind of was like glancing up at something. I yeah. wanted to buy some tobacco. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I was right up on this guy. And he turns around oh, and no. he was like, can you please step back? You know, and like yeah. yell at me. To, and, I'm, and there are these clear markings on the ground that I was not paying attention to. I'm, I, right. you know, I'm totally calling myself out on this. Like, no, it's all right. Yeah. Listen, I, I, I've walked out. You know, how they have the one way aisles now in, yeah. in a lot of stores, and I didn't realize. I didn't realize a couple of times. I'm like, oh, I'm going the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And listen, you know, it's it's no big deal. You just you turn around and you, and you do. And and I, I would ask this though. I, I had to kind of chide my sister a little bit because she did the same thing to somebody who got close to her and uh-huh. kind of uh, bit their head off. I'm like. You don't have to approach it that way. You yes. can ask nicely and say, yes. I'm sorry. Do you mind, please, keeping your distance? There's a way to do it. Everybody's slightly on edge mm-hmm. right now. And even if you are getting upset that somebody's close to you, please approach it with the proper tone. It can make all the difference don't, in the don't world. Don't be a Nazi about it. Yeah, and yeah. If, if, if you if you rip on them, and, and if they are someone who's not practicing social distancing, it's only going to piss them off more, and they'll probably do be, act that way more often. I had that response. I was at, uh, I was at Acme, and, and I, I walked up behind this old woman, and I, I grabbed her breast, and I took her mask off and kicked her. <laughs> And and uh, and 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 then I said, "Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I I totally wanted to do that." Yeah. And she said, "It's okay. I totally wanted. It's to okay. Do but please, you know, okay. there are little signs on the floor, and then we were good. Okay. And then I gave her a cookie, and she went away. Okay. Or you could spit on them, like the woman at the Bruno Brothers. Oh no, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, kidding. Right, right, yeah. Uh, I found paper towels this weekend. I had to stalk uh, the grocery store delivery truck. I saw. I was. Uh, I saw it driving down the road, and I saw it pull into the parking lot. Did you flash them? Nope. Oh. Steve, listen, I had I went back for two straight days. I went I went both days this weekend because I'm like, there's got to be paper towels on that truck, and they have to be putting them on the shelves. And I went yesterday afternoon. I'm like, I probably missed it. They probably did it in the morning. There was like four things left, and I'm like, oh, thank God, you could buy two per customer. So I was able to get wow. two things of paper towels. You know what, Kathy? They're, honestly, uh, if you go to places that are not, uh, off your usual mm-hmm. path, like... I mean, I, I hate to give away a secret, yeah, but I, I like I they're the Rite Aid mm-hmm. pharmacy slash supermarket things. Right, right. You'll find uh, like I found toilet paper in there, and mm-hmm. I found uh, like some of the CVSs have you know so I, so place that you tried. made. I, I don't know if it's my area. It's Kath. I just know. sent you my secret. I'm not even going to say my secret on the air, but I just sent you. I, yeah, I just oh. I just texted it to you. Well, yeah. you know, there's commercials now up for about for Cottonelle and all those mm-hmm. that they're you know they they're, they're saying hey. We're making toilet paper. Yeah. No need to worry. Yeah. We're making a lot, and we're shipping it out. Yeah. So don't worry. I've never not found it. I mean, even if I'm not really looking for it, it's uh, the toilet paper and and the paper towels have always been there. They're always there for me. Yeah. Steve. They're always looking out for me. I have, I have toilet any. paper. It's always there for <laughs> you. I felt so bad for this uh, worker at Target yesterday. Um, he because I went there looking for them as well, and I guess they had stocked the um, Purell on the the hand sanitizer. And he walked by the aisle and he said to another employee, he goes, "Where did the hand sanitizer go? I need to. I'm going to buy some. You know, I need to take some home." And the guy, the the guy, the worker said, he goes, "Oh, they flocked to it. it. It's gone." And I felt the guy was like, "Oh." Man, he's like, I just wanted one bottle. I felt mm. so bad I mean, for him. Honestly, like, yeah. He's still working. He probably wanted to take it home to his family. I felt bad. I felt really bad for him. Yeah. So to that point, if you do see stuff on the shelf, just take 
take what you need. Yeah, 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 try, yeah. try to do you don't that. Need to hoard it's it. all going to be fine, and that yeah. stuff will all be good. Can, can I press the? Uh, oh yeah, you want to do a shout out? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Or a thank mention, you. Or a thank you. Or yeah, what? I was talking to Doctor Mike, uh, our uh, great uh, buddy and wonderful doctor, Doctor Mike, and he was talking about he had just uh, been talking with Doctor Lewis Kaplan, who's the head of Leading Intensive Care Society, and at, at Penn, I can't even explain the, the his, what exactly that he does. He's super smart and very accomplished. He's an expert on the coronavirus uh, and coronavirus-induced blood clots. And so Mike was casually talking to him. He was, you know, wanting to get some information from him. And he says, you, you probably don't know me. And, and uh, Dr. Kaplan said, oh, yeah, I, I hear you on Preston and Steve. Oh, no kidding. So this, this sort of head muckety-muck upper tier guy is a big fan of the show. And um, Mike was impressed with that and just thought it was so funny. So thank you for listening, Dr. Lewis Kaplan. And we appreciate what you're doing in the research of coronavirus-related blood clots. So. Absolutely. All right, so we're going to do today's lesson question. going to give away $50 Carabas Italian Grill gift card. And the question I have for you is this. What is the new name of our show's record label? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. If you were listening, you know you should call now. So what is the new name for our show's record label? 215-263-WMMR. While you're calling him, we'll do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, Steve, what's going on this morning? Well, Alicia Silverstone reflecting on appearing in the 1997 movie Batman and Robin as the most unpleasant movie experience of her life. From those of us who have seen Batman and Robin, we can commiserate. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, my God. Legendary actor Al Pacino celebrating his 80th birthday over the weekend. Pacino, who brilliantly played ruthless mob boss Michael Corleone, spent the day trying to make a call on his electric razor. (laughs) Oh, my God. And finally, Francois Clemens, who played Officer Clemens on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, says Fred Rogers told him not to come out as gay because it would have killed his career. Clemens agreed with Rogers, even though King Friday the 13th always had a man's fist in his ass. Oh, my God. (laughs) And that's Hollywood trash. I will see if uh, somebody knows the answer to this. Uh, What's the uh, new name for the show's record label? 215-263-263. WMMR is the number, and it is Joe, who we go to. Hey, Joe, good morning. Good morning. How's it going? Good, buddy. What's the name of our new record label? Presmo Records. Presmo. Yes. Yes. You watch, Joe. Hang on just a second. Since you got it right, we have a $50 Carabas Italian Grill gift card for you. Carabas Italian Grill is open and serving the community with your favorite made-from-scratch Italian dishes through car-side pickup, delivery, and catering. Order online today at Carabas.com. We'll get into music news. Then. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! Can you dig it? All right, I'm going to lead with a story of our own. We have crowned... The President Steve Isolation Idol winner, and her name is Giovanna. 19-year-old from Norristown. Oh, we actually have a little clip of her singing? Yeah. Okay. So there you 
you go. And that yeah. was uh, her singing uh, last Friday. 19 years old. And the public spoke, and she won the $500 cash prize. So congratulations to Giovanna. And she's looking to perform, be in a band and everything. So uh, you can get in touch through PrestonSteve.com. Take a look at that list. If you're a musician or you're looking to, you know, to put a band together, or you're looking to cool, uh, you know, um, uh, work with someone else, yeah. uh, this, is a, this yeah. is a golden opportunity. A lot of talented people. I agree. A fourth Metallica headline North American Festival has been canceled. The Louder Than Life Fest, which was scheduled to take place in Louisville, Kentucky on, in September, has been scrapped. Uh, joining its sister... Postponed or completely canceled? It's been canceled. Spring events. Uh, let's see. Sonic Temple, Epicenter, and Welcome to Rockville. Metallica was scheduled to headline those events as well <clears throat> before the coronavirus pandemic derailed those plans. And according to press release, ticket buyers will receive refunds for their purchases. Uh, The Danny Wimmer Presents uh, will be sending out uh, email with options and procedures next week. I think a lot of bands are doing this in deference to the people who purchased tickets, who now may be out of work and could use that money back. Yep. Uh, So earlier this year, Danny Wimmer Presents announced that Louder Than Life would expand to four days instead of three with Metallica as an additional headliner. Others uh, reportedly included Tool and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So that's been canceled altogether. I want to hear some clips from this. Post Malone, the rapper, huge Nirvana fan, pulled off a live stream tribute concert to the band on his YouTube channel on Friday night, performing a 75-minute set that included almost the entire Nevermind album, except for Smells Like Teen Spirit and Polly, uh, plus three cuts from In Utero and two from Nirvana's first full-length LP, Bleach. Yeah. Backing him during the performance was Travis Barker from Blink-182, along with guitarist Nick Mack and bassist Brian Lee. Uh, the concert doubled as a fundraiser for the United Nations Foundation's COVID-19 Solidarity Relief Fund. And at press time, it raised nearly $3 million. Wow. And Google was matching the amount raised up to $5 million. So a pretty sweet deal. But here's a, here's a little clip of it. Here's a... Uh... Do come as you are first. Okay. separate locations playing. He uh, sounds good, doesn't he? I, I like it. I yep. mean, come on. That's really good. Yep, let's hear a little heart-shaped box. Here we go. He's really pulling off that Kurt sound, too, man. So, you know, you wow. talked about uh, a while ago what's going to be that bridge. You know, there comes along that's a that's a bridge that, that... So, you know, rock sort of fell a little bit out of favor as hip-hop rose. Yep. 
But I think when you see guys like this who have a clear, oh, we had like you know Giovanna was, was you know with re-embracing yeah. the core stuff of rock and and this sound. And here's a guy who's completely capable, loving this and doing this incredible tribute. That's where you're going to start to see, you know, opportunity for rock to make its its uh, way into. The, his form of music, you I, know, just the way he looks, it doesn't match the his his normal sound. That yeah, that, that trap music that he plays. So, uh, and he's a huge Nirvana fan. He, in fact, like one of his face tattoos is a Nirvana tattoo. I thought uh, when they did "Breed," that was my favorite uh, sound that Got they it. did. That's my favorite. Nirvana song, yep. period. Yep. I love that song. And then we uh, can't help but notice everything in the background. Uh, every single one of the musicians had this, uh, it looks like water called flow in the background. Steve, have you heard anything about this at I all? I have heard about it. Okay. Is, is it, is it, is it uh, like a nutrient-rich uh, water? I'm not really sure, but, you know, they're obviously getting, you know, paid for their, their product placement. I just, mm. uh, I can't help but notice these things. And I'm a... I'm not a new Or is it flow from Alice's Restaurant? Ooh, it could be that. could be that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they have endorsements from it. I'm not really yeah. sure. But, uh, yeah, he's a huge Nirvana fan, and it uh, went over well and uh, raised some much-needed money. So Very I think, cool. I think that's great. Yeah. Uh, the Killers have shared a new song called Fire and Bone, the second from the band's upcoming album, Imploding the Mirage. The new track follows Caution, which was already becoming a hit at Modern Rock Radio. Imploding the Mirage was originally due out May 29th, but the group will announce a new release date uh, for the sixth studio set coming in weeks. The Killers just keep, uh, again, there are a number of their songs that really, to me, are those spirit-lifting, you know, like, uh, that just get you through. And they have have another one. So, yeah, I, I, I love what they do. Evanescence has released Wasted on You, the first original song from the band in nine years. Uh, the track and its accompanying video are from The Bitter Truth, uh, the band's upcoming fourth studio album and first all-new one since 2011. Uh, the video was shot by each band member on their iPhones while currently in isolation at their homes. I got a teaser peek at a new video from an up-and-coming drummer. Uh, who, uh, uh, covers a, a Rush song, and it's oh. really quite wonderful. Wow, I'll I'll have to check that out. Yeah, uh, Lee explained, "Wasted on You" wasn't the song we were planning to release first, but uh, when the whole world went into indefinite lockdown and everything changed, so did the feeling and meaning of what we wanted to say right now. I didn't write these lyrics about what we're all now going through, but somehow that's exactly what they are. Gene Simmons spoke about the invisible victims of the music industry being indefinitely put on ice due to COVID-19, by the way. COVID-19! The Kiss legend appeared on Fox's Good Day LA and explained that uh, the back line of every band and venue has been uh, truly leveled by the cancellation of all the ongoing tours and the arena events in the wake of the coronavirus. Clearly. Uh, Simmons shed light on some of the people that are affected by the venues boarding up um, as people stay home. He said, we can talk about the big numbers, and that means billions of dollars that are lost. So what? You're talking about single mothers and families who live from check to check. Uh, The people who actually put on these concerts... Uh, the security people, the road crews, and all that stuff. You know, this is important. This is survival. And so for the folks in and around the infrastructure are the people that are suffering the most, he said. It's time to uh, kick it into motion and go full chicken on this. Full chicken? 
the majestic beast who is always able to rise to mm. any challenge. Mm, yes. If anyone has seen a chicken fight, its uh, strategy, its tenacity, unparalleled in the animal kingdom. And I expect only that. Uh, Kiss's uh, next concert is still on the books for May 7th in uh, Paraguay. And then one, one last thing. Uh, Nick, you sent me this information. Love from Philly. Uh, first ever virtual citywide music and arts festival created to bring help, hope, inspiration, resources, and love to Philly's music community. This is a great thing. Uh, the festival will showcase three days of Philadelphia's unique culture to promote public donations for the unparalleled talent uh, who build memorable moments for patrons in our city uh, and around the world. Great idea. Awesome. I, uh, some of the details, though, got a little bit muddled in the info that I got, Nick. Are they a little foggy? So I, what are the dates and how do people view this? It's this weekend. Uh, it's called Love from Philly. And the reason that I uh, caught my eye was that there were some really cool artists on there, including Kurt Vile. He's from Philly. Eric Bazilian of the Hooters. Uh, John Oates was just added. Jeffrey Gaines, Nick. Jeffrey Gaines is G-Love. on there. Uh, G. Love, Lauren Hart, Low Cut Connie, who's on stuff with the, the station over the years, too. So some great names. And the best way to get uh, information on that is lovefromphilly.live. That's lovefromphilly.live. Uh, and that has all of it. But, yeah, May 1 through May 3, which is this Friday through Saturday and Sunday. Did you mention Lauren Hart and uh, School E.D.? I did. He did. Okay. School E.D., yes. School E.D., okay. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so you can stream it, I guess, on lovefromphilly.live, right? Correct, yes. Okay. And uh, Casey and I were chatting last week or last night. We might get uh, either Eric uh, or John Oates on the show later in the week to uh, give us cool. some more of the details as well, yeah. John Oates was just on a very funny episode of The Goldbergs. He what was, was he? playing himself, he yeah. Was. What did you think of his look, uh, Gene? Um, I was, um, it was interesting. Let's put it, it was, uh, This is from a man who can remove his own face. <laughs> Yeah, it looked like John has had some work done on his face. Mm. Well, well, we'll we'll make all those assessments after we have John Oton. Gene, I don't know if you were listening a couple of weeks ago. We had G Love on. Did you I know did. what he's raising at his house? Chickens. Yes, <laughs> that's true. I love he's, it. He did Cape Cod chickens. chickens. Uh, it's a more robust chicken. And so did uh, Jane Seymour. She had yes, a whole lot, lot of chickens. chickens. Yeah, a majestic beast, like forty of them. You know, uh, <laughs> Steve. Perhaps you should talk right now. Okay, so, so, um, speaking of Jane Seymour, you know what I? I just realized, Preston. Um, do you remember years ago there was an ABC movie with Bert Convy? About the Dallas Cowgirls. Yes. Lauren Tweez from The Love Boat was on. You know, I watch me TV all the time now because it's so hokey and hilarious. Jane Seymour was the star of that movie. Was she? she infiltrates the Dallas Cow Cowboy cheerleaders. And she's she's, she's gonna, one. She's is doing, she a journalist or she's something? She's a journalist, but she's doing. Oh she's wearing the cowboy. It's wild. You know what? I'll to, as soon as yes. we're done with this, there it is. Segment, Here's the poster. I'm gonna look at a picture of her. Wow. Yeah. You're yep. not kidding. <laughs> Well, I need to see her in that. Listen, if you hate the Cowboys, I understand, but um, the the cheerleading, the outfit's pretty hot. Yeah. So I need to see Jane Seymour. It's excellent. Yeah. All right, that's music news. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. And uh, Letter of Day, Word of the Week prize. Yep, we'll get that. Simmons out. See what... (laughs) I'll be back. See what Pierre's got in store for you. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Everything that rocks includes cool MMR swag you can wear. Available now in the MMR Rock Shop, like T-shirts, hoodies, and tank tops, with designs from retro MMR logos to the latest from the Preston and Steve Show branded hats and tops. For guys and gals, we've even got your little ones covered with an array of bibs, onesies, and toddler tees, plus coffee mugs and much more, all with the MMR attitude. 
you expect. Search the word shop at WMMR.com and get shopping. Stuff for you, gifts for them. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your wardrobe. But the entertainment is just beginning, friends, because shortly Pierre Robert will be in here. He will uh, take over for us, and he will uh, traverse the waters that you must uh, you must traverse. Yes, there are certain waters that you traverse. Yes, and there are there others are that, you, that you do not. You do traverse. not traverse. Those are too dangerous. Don't go no, in there. No, 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 no. He is out in the green room doing burpees right now, getting ready is that to. What he's uh, doing. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, anyhow, he's going to take care of you in just a little bit. I do want to thank uh, Murr for being yeah! on the show today. Oh, James yeah. Murray of uh, Impractical Jokers was on earlier, and he's such a nice guy. Uh, their movie is available uh, streaming right now, uh, and he's got a book coming out in July. June. Uh, June. Is it June? June. Yeah. Okay. June 23rd. Uh, obliteration. And, uh, yeah, he's part of the All In Challenge as well. They're doing stuff, so it was really cool to have him on today. Always good to have Muron. Uh, and thank you and congratulations. Thank you, number one, to all of our isolated uh, isolation idol contestants. Yes. Uh, everybody who was, everybody who just sent in um, their auditions. I we mean, appreciate that. It was, uh, and Nick can confirm this from beginning to end. It was a difficult selection process. Yep. I mean, that's hundreds. How, yes. Hundreds awesome. of submissions and uh, whittling it down to the people who were on last week was difficult. And then uh, getting it down to the finalists was difficult. And I'm really, Steve, you said it many times, but I couldn't agree with you more. The, the eight finalists that we had on Friday, any one of them could have won. They were all that talented. And uh, I'm really happy that Giovanna did because she's great. But if anybody else had won, I wouldn't have been surprised. Now, Giovanna, 19-year-old singer from Norristown. So congratulations. That was awesome. And uh, those clips are available for you to see, I think, on our Facebook page, on the President Steve Facebook page. So. Take a look when you can. Uh, so what else we need to do? Remind you, the Rock Refund is coming up. Pierre Robert is here, fresh from the weekend. Looks like he was a little uh, blow dry this morning or something. I don't know. A little wind blown. A little wind blown? Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's nice. very good. Nice. Cosmic winds. All right, man. They're flowing. The cosmic winds. <laughs> Game blowing it. <laughs> they have, yeah. <laughs> They've done it. They've done it yet they again. Have done it yet again. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, we're ready for the letter, if you're all set, if you have one. May. May. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. What does that mean? I don't know. May's okay. almost here. It's like all we right, used okay. to talk to Coco. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. <laughs> and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. M as in May. All right, oh. I like it. I like it. A case of vodka, 12 bottles of hand sanitizer, and $150 to Stateside Vodka Bar. Stateside Vodka, Philly's hometown distillery, is delivering right to your home in Philly and in the PA suburbs. Plus, now they have curbside pickup for vodka and hand sanitizer. No need to wait at the liquor store. Visit statesidevodka.com for details. So uh, we'll set you up with that on Friday. Um, with as little as we have to do nowadays, did you at least uh, have an enjoyable weekend? Yeah. Um, mm. I went out for walks. and um, Saturday was, was wonderful. It was, was. lovely. Yeah. yeah. Lovely day to get out. I, I did that. And um, 
I've got uh, Netflix and Amazon Prime now. Well, I'm reading a new John Grisham novel. Oh, Grisham's great. I love Grisham. Is it is illegal it that, thrillers? Is, so is it is this one in that vein or is it atypical of Grisham? No, it's a legal thriller. I, and I can't remember the name. Whatever I see one, I just buy one. Yeah. Uh, Always good stuff. Uh, but this is a uh, lawyer. They're all based in the South. Yeah. Smaller towns in the South. This is uh, a lawyer who's uh, on an innocence project trying to save a convicted, uh, sentenced to die uh, person who's innocent, but there's this, a whole plot behind it. Huh. Is it Camino Wins, Pierre? Um, it's the current one, whatever that one oh, okay. is. So, Camino uh, Wins is the one that the, just came out, so I think that might be okay, the one you're so, reading. Yeah. yeah, that's it then. Nice. Thank Excellent. you for that update, Nick. I appreciate that because I. I, I will often if if I see an author I love I'll just buy the book yeah and I don't and particularly <laughs> if it's a continuing series of characters that I that I read right in various spy novels and such so that's well, I need a new book too so I'm looking for one and uh, I love Grisham so maybe I'll pick a, this one up that's a good one that's a definite good one and then I've been uh, doing some TV stuff um, the Netflix and the Amazon Prime I I've, I've been watching Jack Ryan Jack Ryan is great oh, great uh, show God we two love seasons it. Uh, I. Is it? Is there only two seasons? Two seasons yeah, so far. Okay, I'm I'm third into the two seasons. Uh, third, so third episode in okay. the second season. Sorry, yeah, that's what that meant. No, it's all good. But the, uh, the second season is it's um it's not the same story, same characters, or some of the same characters, but it takes another completely different storyline. So, right. which is fun because it's a whole new adventure right. with people that you know. Uh, but we we've devoured that that uh, oh, cool. that series. Loved it. Yeah, he, I, I very much enjoy it. And he is excellent. John Krasinski is yeah. excellent. Yeah, as Jack yeah. Ryan. Um, and the the show um, Star Trek Discovery, uh, which is on CBS All Access or yes. something like that. Um, I, I I don't have CBS All Access, but I just bought the series. I bought the first season, which was brilliant. I don't know why they did not show that on regular. CBS I, Network. I think that's kind of annoying because I so so I, I I liked the first season of Discovery. I like they actually get into a groove with C- Christopher Pike, Captain Christopher Pike, right. and that's back. when I really liked. That's when it kicked in more. And then the Picard series is also on CBS All Access. I've not seen that, uh, yet. which is good. Uh, but there's just oh, someone's like stop making good stuff. Well, I, have, I have too much to watch. There is too much to watch, yeah. but I don't see why they wouldn't, they wouldn't put that on regular. Network. I don't. Also, they, they make you search to find it. In other I know, words, which seems why? Why do you want to make it hard for someone to find? Oh, in Star Trek, they can be iffy. Sometimes they can be good or not so good. And this is a really good series, so I'm disappointed with that. What's Picard's? What's the um, story behind it? Is it him later in life Many, retired? Yeah, or years in the future, and he's called back, and, and sort of a sort of with a. Uh, there is an extenuating circumstance. You have some of the cast regulars from Next Generation. Preston was a big fan as well as as, as we all were, right. and and uh, so you'll see them start to come back into the series. And um, he 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 goes sort of goes rogue in a way. Mm. Uh, and okay. uh, yeah, but you'll watch it. It's cool. Okay, cool, nice. Um, so what's up on the program? Uh, thank you. Uh, we'll have. Um, I was just. I was trying to remember if we did the letter, and we did do. Yeah, we May. Did, we did M. The, M. May. M. As in May, of mm. course. Uh, we've got the rock grief, and I was just testing you. Yes, mental I, acuity is part well, of our job. It's very important for morning show hosts to be more alert than the midday <laughs> host. Um, it's uh, noon and two p.m. We've got opportunities for dough with the rock refund, and we've got workforce blocks of kiss for Ace Fraley's birthday today, and Foo Fighters and Volbeat. So we're uh, going to have some fun. Cool. Should be fun, absolutely. Um, let me thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by 
Uh, Duncan, the official coffee of the President Steve Show, also brought to you by A.D. Moyer Lumber. All locations are open. Call ahead for curbside pickup or delivery. And also by the PLCB. Uh, talk, yeah, you know me. Talk with your kids about alcohol early and often. Uh, go to knowwhennowhow.org. Knowwhennowhow.org. Tomorrow on the program, third time's charm. Carlos Mencia is scheduled to join us. Yeah. We'll see how that goes, but uh, we should uh, we should have him on. And uh, don't forget about the Frontline Heroes. If you would like to come uh, by and put a sign in someone's yard who has been doing the work and you think they need just a little, uh, little bit of acknowledgement, we are more than happy to do it. We'll get to the ones that we can. Go to PrestonandSteve.com for the information. That's it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Well, it looks like someone has a case of the Mondays. Ah, uh, bite me. Monday can bite it. Looking forward to Friday and some beers and drinks with my friends. Next message. Hi, this is uh, Ab. I just want to give a shout out to everyone who's been taking care of me. Jeffrey, I love you. You're my husband. I love you forever. You're the best thing that's ever happened to me. Next message. Please, please, please. I just want to see sunshine and people that I don't want to strangle. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.